you gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood brain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next when they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. Straight hot off the press. Yeah, we be the best. Y'all done fucked around and got yourself in the mess. PTB, we got them bars on deck. Niggas pay homage, better show some respect. Bow down, royalties on the set. When we making moves, hoes watching every step. Got the haters vexed, cause the bitches on our neck. Oh, you niggas wanna be killers, well, I ain't too impressed. Fuck That's the difference between me and most niggas. I don't entertain it, it ain't enough dough when OG school me. Don't mess up the flow, nigga. Slow nigga, got my blinders on. Listen to OG. Right, what's up, y'all? This is Emilio the Poet. Yo, what's good? It's Manny Digital. Welcome to the Dribble and Dines podcast. Once again. <laughs> Yo, check it, right? So, wait, 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 wait. Before, wait, before you okay. intro, man, okay. let me tell you something. This is another special one for me. So, right, let me get hype. Let me get my five seconds of hype. Go. This gonna be the one, baby. <laughs> this is Christopher Craig. Yo, if you in St. Raymond right now, and you know who we got in here, you better make some noise. Stand up from your car seat. Take your head out the window. We got the one and only Chris McCray up in here, boy. Hold on, wait. I, I gotta, I gotta add a little bit more to it, if you don't mind. Yeah. I mean, the name is out the bag, so everybody already knows. But they would have known anyway, because the title's on the episode. <laughs> That's true. Not a secret. <laughs> um, so our guy, he hails from the picturesque streets of the Boogie Down. Being the loyal kind of guy that he is, he picked up the round ball and parked it over at St. Raymond High School, where he played his ass off for four seasons, ladies and gentlemen. No, he he busted that ass for four seasons at St. Raymond. And, and he busted, yes, and he busted he ass. He busted that ass. And there's got to be a pause in there somewhere, because somebody might take this shit out of context. Nah, nah he better not. He best <laughs> not. So he was courted by Rutgers, Providence, East Carolina, George Washington, and St. Bonaventure. Mm. We're going to find out what he picked. Those that know him know exactly where he went. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris McCracken. <laughs> no, Chris McCracken. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I just, by the way, my brother my brother just said that might have been one of the names he used. I took it and I said, yo, we're throwing it in. Emilio definitely had all types of names for me. That's my boy. <laughs> we used to crack up in class all the time, bug out. Yes. Yo. <laughs> Let me just say, I just want to put some some things. One thing that people don't know, and I'm going to throw the hat in the bag right now. Here it is. We were locker mates right. back in the high school, baby. Yes, Make some noise. <laughs> I don't know how much value that has. That's but, big value. But, but that means a lot to Emilio. That's hey, right. Because if you need he right there. Yo, you got a pen, you got this. <laughs> yo, you got a sweater? I forgot yeah, my sweater. Exactly. You got sweater. Work, work. And it be, yo, and it legitimately that was like that. That goes far when you was in there. That goes a long way. That's yo, but, but hold on one second, one second, because um, we we know our podcast tends to skew St. Raymond. So 
whoever is not interested in listening to another Sam Raimi story, you could turn it off right now. Nah. And you can come back another day. No, because sure. because we are I want you guys to know we are going to spend a significant amount of time talking about Saint Race. So if you can appreciate that part of this man's journey, I think you'll be better for it. But you need to learn and understand what the fuck we about. And that two thousand one class especially right now. Wait, wait, let me just say this. Let me just say this. Those who know, if you're in the New York City area, knows that St. Raymond produced a wide range of huge basketball talent. It ain't our fault, baby. That we great, baby. It's a fact. It's a fact. Now, by the way, we're making we're making the rounds. We we extending an olive branch to everybody, every school, every representative. So it's not just like we focus on St. Ray's because we from St. Ray's. No, we just happen. It's an easier time for us. Let's let's just be honest. We have better access to those people. That's the only difference. The so, yeah, the network is is popping. Yeah. So right. so Chris, actually, I'll, I'll turn it over to Amelia. I want you to kick off the questions here, my brother. Okay. While yeah, I take man. a swig of this uh, brown. You know, let me tell you something, right? Because we have history. First of all, I want to say for real, thank you for doing this because you are a, you are a name that I I've always felt deserved the kind of recognition that I don't feel is 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 what really should is your name, really. But those who know know you. Like I know you and we've seen you. My question to you is, give us first your biggest impression in high school in St. Raymond High School, what was one of those memories that you have that stick out in a positive way for you, if you can remember, my good sir? Uh, camaraderie. Mm. Camaraderie. You know, camaraderie goes a long way, especially when you're trying to build something and uh, when people are trying to do something together. Mm. When y'all all have the same mindset, the same love, the same passion for each other, you're able to build. So. That's the main thing. If you want to stick to anything that came out of St. Ray's for me, you know, it was all boys, you know, and right. old girls in there. Right. Right. You know? So uh, all we had was us, you know, mm-hmm. whether it was the sports, whether it was baseball, whether it was the track team, whether it was the chess team, you know, regardless of what you was doing, I think we all appreciated what everybody was bringing to the table. You know, we're just on a daily basis. You know, even with the staff, we joked on each other. We joked on, you know, it was cool. So if I want to take anything from St. Ray, it's going to be commodity. So, I mean, I, listen, I, we, we usually do it very, very different. And I'm pretty sure you've seen at least one other episode of our podcast, hopefully more, but let's just mm-hmm. say that for reference. We usually ask the, you know, the history story, like where did it start and stuff like oh, that. Oh, we're going to get I, there. I am interested. I am interested because, I, you know, to be honest, some people pick up the game of basketball late, you know what I mean? And they, they turn into, you know, phenoms. But mm-hmm. what, what age, more or less, did you, the Chris McCray, take basketball series, more or less? Um, when I started taking it serious, um, it's hard to say because it's, 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 it's two levels to that. Okay. Because... You have the love of the game. That's the first thing that happens. You fall in love with the game. Mm-hmm. And then the serious part comes in when you realize the benefits of having uh, or being a good player at the game. So now mm-hmm. you got business part of it. So you got the love part of it, then you got the business part. The business part, you know, I didn't find out until later. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So that's when you have to kind of start saying, I got to take this serious because um, this can determine how my future is going to look or 
you know, where I can be in the future or how I can help my family or whatever it is that you inspire to. But, you know, for me, more or less, uh, the love started at, I want to say, eight, eight, nine. You get what I'm saying? The love was there early for my uncle, but uh, uh, the establishment of the business side didn't start until uh, um, high school. What was, was that, did you feel like, ah, what's the word? Like, because you fell in love at eight with the game, mm-hmm. roughly, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get to high school and then you start, to, your mind changes. And then you like, all right, now now I got to think about this. Now, now, does the love take a back seat at that point? Like, do you feel, uh, I don't know, like like it's less for you because of the well, focus on the business aspect? Well, well, me talking about it now is really high sight 2020 now. Like, you know, I can right. tell you, I can separate the two, but going into that, you don't know that. Right. Mm. You know, it's, it's love. And then you start learning something or because certain experiences has happened that you, 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 you're seeing this, this uh, sport now in a different light. So you're trying to figure out what is this about? And mm. then as time goes along, uh, you know, you understand now it's business, mm. you know? So um, I didn't come in really with any type of understanding Okay, so it wasn't like what something was going to occur. Yeah. It, it wasn't something that, like, for instance, like you know, you get to high school and all of a sudden, like, you feel like it's off as far as like what you feel in your heart for the game. It was it wasn't right, something right. noticeable it, like that. Right, right. You you you're just trying to uh, um, do the right thing, basically, or you know, just just being a kid, you know. Yeah. It's it's interesting because you know I I um we didn't have that opportunity to kind of divide the love of the game and then the business part of the game. I think we're still caught in the love of the game. If you ask me, but my question is like from from the standpoint of business, right? And I know you're doing it in hindsight. Is was it a a a, a, a sh- like a bad reality, like kind of like snapping out from being a kid versus yeah. like yo, this is like damn, it's real. And did you lose anything or gain anything? When that when that happened, looking back, um, you definitely um, lose a part of yourself, mm. you know. Because um, if you ask me, you know, people would think I actually enjoyed my four years at St. Ray's, and I did. Really, quite honest with you, I did. <clears throat> at all, at all, you know. I so they, there goes that locker mate shit. See, you fucked it up, Emilio. No, man. Thanks, thanks, Chris. Uh, no, no. The lottery <laughs> was all good, but what happens is, is that uh, I made the best of it. You know, it's mm. it's one thing to make the best of something. I don't mean you're enjoying it. You know, yeah. it's like you play right. along to get along. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you're dealing with certain realities, especially as a young age. Um, um, we were kids, like you know what I'm saying. We we're kids trying to figure out life. You know right. what I mean? We're trying to figure out. <laughs> What it is, trying to find out your passion. You think basketball is your passion at the time. You know, it's something that you you have a gift at and that you're good at and that um, you love doing for some of us. You know, so then when you get that other side of experience, um, it, it starts to take away from you, not your original you. And I, that's why I say, you know, I really didn't enjoy it because I really, those who know me or that that knew me when, like, when I first came in mm-hmm. and, uh, uh I really wasn't me. I didn't get. I didn't get a chance to really just be me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, so I didn't. You know, people that know me know me. They like. You know, you did your thing. Right. 
but right. you didn't get a chance to be you that we know, you know, the That's one that we was waiting for. And, and when you say that, are you saying that from a, a basketball talent perspective or all encompassing like Chris McRae, like all the aspects of you? Um, uh, well, it depends. Like, again, because I'll I, I tell you, I, and, and not, to, not to say that humor defines you, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I remember you. The, the you know the interactions that we would have, right? You were a charismatic dude, fun cat, right. funny dude. Like you 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 embodied like you know what I remember, right? You re, you embodied like f- the you know when people say full of life, like that's mm-hmm. what I remember you being. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. when you tell me, and it's a shock to me when you say you didn't feel like you were you. Then I wonder, damn, what what did we not get to experience? Right, like right. what was held back? Right, uh, just me being able to be myself on the court, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, if we start, want to start from my journey, you know, the beginning. That's that's a whole other process to to when to when people see me at my senior year. It's people that knew me before I got the same raise, and when I got the same raise, they have an opinion on me because they like, nah, I knew what you was doing. And then when people that meets me at same race may have a different perspective because they only know what they know from that period. On what the, yeah, or based right. upon what they even understand. Right. Sure. So, so take us back. Me. So like what what before Saint Raymond, where where was basketball for you? Like where where were you playing? What were you doing basketball wise? Uh it's so funny, um, believe it or not, uh people may not believe this, but uh basketball actually started in the church for me. Really? Okay. I'm talking about Riverside. I'm talking about a church on uh, on 14th between Pleasant and First Avenue on the east side of Harlem. Okay. Called mm. the Tabernacle. And it was a family-knit church. And there was probably like 40 to 50 kids in that church. And in the church, it was a big church. It's actually a, um, a landmark. Mm. Um, it had like about eight floors. And at the ba- bottom basement, they had a gym. So... Uh, was, what was uh, it called? It was called Holy Tabernacle. Okay. Yeah, so um, my parents used to uh, take us there, whatever the case is, you know, growing up. You know, everybody has their thing. So when we used to go there, uh, like I said, it was a family church. And um, in the gym when we used to have, like, uh, back then you had, like, two services. You had, like, the first service and you had the second service. Mm-hmm. But in between it, you had a break. So in between there, we would be in the gym. All the kids wow. was playing. But my uncle also went to the church. Like I said, it was a family in the church. And he was, like, coaching all the young cats. So I was little. I used to see all the cats. Um, um, Tom Motley. Yeah, I may not know about him. He yeah, had the no. talent challenge problem. Oh. Looking like, it was like Kenny Anderson in the flesh in front of your face. Wow. Like, dead serious. Um, Paul wow. Brand. Tim Graham, rest in peace, Tim Graham. Mm. Uh, Big Mike McCray, not my brother, but a family member, Mike McCray. He was probably, rest in peace to him. You get what I'm saying? All types of talents coming through there. And I used to be young. Uh, my brother played, Kojak, um, 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 John Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? These guys, these guys were like problems, like for real. And I'm growing up seeing them playing, standing a little kid, five years old, six years old. And sometimes we even playing in shoes. Wow, yeah, church shoes. Like, like, yeah, church shoes sliding everywhere, things that I need to go on, sweating. 
but I'm watching them play at an older age and they nice. So you right. you have the presence of mind at five to like put the ball down for a second and be like, yo, let me watch these cats. Like they were that engaging. Yeah, I'm watching at this time. I didn't even touch a ball yet. Oh, okay. I'm watching my older brother messing around. I'm seeing him and he was nice. You get what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I'm watching the plane and my uncle started coaching them. He mm-hmm. was taking in the tournaments like Kingdom. Um, um, LaGuardia House, oh, okay. and I'd be a kid just tagging along, watching basketball. I wasn't playing first; I was actually good at baseball first. Baseball look, was man, my look. Thing. Let me tell you something. And I've said That's this already. Crazy. I've said yeah. this already in the podcast. The last thing, nah, maybe not the last thing, but the association between baseball and basketball, I didn't know was so significant. There's yeah, so yeah. many cats that ended up choosing basketball and going at a high level. That started out playing baseball and it was nice. Right, right. It's just right. crazy to me. Absolutely, I used to be my team at that time was the Mets at that time because right. I like Dallas Strawberry, you know the White Good. You're forgiven. So, you know, everybody yeah. makes mistakes, B. Don't so worry they, about it. They was the first two I saw that really grabbed my attention. And on the, at that time, Yankees had um, Don Mattingly. I used to like yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get yeah. what I'm saying? But then when they went over to the Yankees, it was over. Yeah, that's I it. Was like peace, match, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm but saying? You, so, so you going to church in Harlem? Not, not mm-hmm. strange. Um, right. But you a Bronx dude? You were born and I'm raised in the Bronx. Dude. Born and raised. Okay. Got a lot of family all over New York. You know, Harlem okay. had a lot of family out there, so we're going out there doing that thing. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, that's where it started. Um, seeing that, seeing that experience, seeing them going hard. And I mean, I mean, really nice. Like, these guys is, is the truth. Mm. I'm not even playing with you. And um, I used to go to see them play in tournaments and things of that nature. And um, my uncle one day was uh, working with my older brother. They on the courts because um, I grew up in Soundview section of the Bronx. Yep. We, uh, on my block. I'm on Crows, but around the corner is Rosedale Park. So Rosedale Park is like the big hub when it comes to Soundview. Like, you know what I mean? So many talents coming in. So many talents done came through that area, ran through that area. People won't even think, like, the amount of ballers. And people that grow up around my neighborhood know what it is. Like, like who? Had, uh, Name some names. It's okay to start. Red Stream and then with the right. Oh, okay, yep. We had a guy from Bronx named Big Les who was a problem. Um, we had a guy named Maniac. We had the um, who's the greatest player on record of me personally that I ever watched was Master Rob. Oh. He's from over there. Um, also seeing um, all types of people. Carl Krauser. Me and him grew up together since we was little. Nice. Um, Louis McCrowski. Um, mm. um, big I, um, Al that went to Rice. Um, who else? Bevon Robin that went to Rice. Um, Sat used to come through there. Kenny Sat used to come through there. Yep. Because um, the way it works over there, you got Castle Hill, Monroe, Soundview. Then you got Brunch River with Big Ty, Rob, Irv from N1. I knew Irv before. Irv O'Pong. Irv was it's my old. man. Quiet as Kev. He went to St. Raymond for like a semester. Listen, if he, he was, was my classmate. It would have been a real issue in there. He, I know. He, I, was, he, was, he was not, you know, Dre Barrett's. All of them, they they from the area. They know what it is. Um, TP total package. Mm. Um, you know we got all types of cats coming through that area. Um, you know, forgive me if I forget certain cats, but um, you know it's just all oh, pop. Rest in peace, pop from Bronxdale. Uh, he passed. God for, you know. Um, you know it's just you know so sad. He was a nine eleven. You know, but uh-huh. um, yeah, pop was the truth. He was from Bronxdale projects. 
And, uh, you know, he was a big inspiration, especially I was, I was right before I went to uh, started my freshman year, you know, in college. So, um, you know, there's so many names I could go on and on seeing guys like Corey Canteen mm. come through because we had a, a tournament called Pathmark yeah. in my neighborhood, right? So, you know, I'm kind of speeding. Yo, this is your this, episode, right? B. You all do right, what right, you cool, need to cool, do, cool. kid. <laughs> but we had a tournament in my neighborhood that first started called the Pathmark Tournament. Yep. Now, the Pathmark Tournament, people are like, what is a Pathmark Tournament? The Pathmark just sponsored a tournament that became big. It was actually becoming like any other tournament, Rucker, Kingdom at the time. You know, it was becoming big like that. So we had a lot of guys from Rucker that was coming here, Future, mm. Rob, all types, Speedy. All these guys was coming over there, TP, all Wait, of them. which which Speedy? Because there's like 400 Speedy Speedies. From Rucker. Speedy okay. from Rucker. Okay. Bronx Speedy. Yeah, Bronx Speedy. Yeah. Um, Curry Goat. Uh, it was known as the Natural Controller and Rucker. Yep. Um, all types of people. Then we had Riverside that was coming in there still um, with um, Jeremy Logan. Um, Kit Tana Rymer was in it. That's the first time. My man, son. Yeah. Shout out Kit Rymer, B. Uh, they had a squad that was coming in there. And then you had the local teams that was from the neighborhood, but that was just as good. So my brother and them was on a team called the Dog Pound. And that was a local cat's name. Um, oh, Jay Fields from St. Bays was yep, on there. Yep. His brother Lamont Fields was on that team. Um, Milo, the cat from my hood named Milo that went to Cardinal Hayes, he was dead nights. He was on that team. Um, um, uh, Fennell was on that team. Big John was on that team that went to Cardinal Hayes. Damn, um, son. So, hold on. Time out. Time out. Your memory is flawless, son. Yeah, because I was going to win it. I was Yo. Good. Like, I, I was really at these things. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, but, no, like, Carl Krauser was in there. I don't, I don't um, even, like, I, I can't, <laughs> like, no, my man, like, you, you like, hove right now in my head. Like, I don't forgot more than you ever learned. Like, that's how I feel right now. Like, I've. <laughs> yeah, that's the first time I've seen Saint, um, C. Nick. Oh, word? Nick came to the tournament. He was playing with Gauchos. Uh, the first time he dunked, he almost took off the whole backboard. Oh, uh, Chris, was Chris, like a Goliath running around the court. I was see like, that. Yo, son. Chris, Chris, <laughs> let me tell you something. This is this is this is what's tripping me out, right? Yeah. I don't I don't think I don't think I could name our entire class in high school as kids. And you naming you naming every single body you ever played ball with since you was eight, brother. That deserves <laughs> a horn. No <laughs> horn in there. No horn. No and he ain't done yet. He just started. <laughs> yeah, I'm just starting. Yo, Epps, Anthony crazy. Epps mentioned on his, on his episode, he mentioned um, the Pathmark tournament. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that, that was uh, that was the first time I heard about it. I didn't know about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, an epic time because that was the, around the first time I really even met Epps. But we'll get to that. Yeah. You know okay. what I'm saying? But that was around the first time I met Epps, too. That's funny. Okay. But yeah, that tournament was big, man. You know, it was it was a big problem. You know, like so much talent, NBA cats coming. Mm. I forgot who dude was from the Nuggets. I think it was Mashburn, if I'm not mistaken. That makes sense. It was somebody that came. Yeah, it was Jamal Mashburn came through there. Um, like I said, Reg Freeman was playing. Um, Sat and them used to come. Can you sat Riverside, Kev Bell, yeah. Mike Boynton, all them used to come. Um. I could go on and on and on. <laughs> like uh, like I said, Corey Canteen. But wait, hold on, hold on. How did you, when you injected yourself into that group of cats, right? Like when you start right. playing, 
how are you competing against these dudes? Because you mentioned, like, that's like the proving ground in your neighborhood, right? So, like, that's yeah, where that's you make your bones, ground. right? But what's so crazy is that at that point, I wasn't even playing in the tournament yet. So mm. I, I was good, but I just wasn't playing in the tournament. Like, okay. you know, neighborhoods got a, a, a funny way our tournaments start sometimes. You get what I'm saying? So, uh, my brother got picked up. He was playing with them. I didn't play that yet. I think, you know, matter of fact, I was, I was, um, they had like a, uh, two divisions at that time, and then they was letting the young kids play three on threes. Oh, you I see. But yeah. they were so stacked. I'm I'm three years older than my, younger than my brother. I didn't mind. I didn't even care. I enjoyed just watching. You was watching, you know, right? It was crazy. I'm telling you, it used to be off the hook. The stuff we were seeing. Um, we had a cat that was from um the first section of Bronx that named Robbie. You know, guys guys in the hood know him. He was a a problem. Mm. Like I think his nickname became the Scarecrow. <laughs> you know, Why? yeah, he, that's he interesting. Was, uh, he was a uh, uh, no matter of fact, the puppet master. That's oh, what it was. The okay. puppet master. I'm, 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 I'm lying. The that's a dope master. name. Wait, yeah, Fr- French was. Montana was from around there too, right? Nah, he was from. Nah. There. He was uh from the, uh, I think East Tremont area over there. Oh, you know, okay, up, okay. There. I know him and Irv would, would be rolling he- heavy back in the day so okay. i thought maybe there was a I, I i figured he played ball at some point um french so i thought maybe you knew but i have no idea yeah 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 by the time i got we started playing um in that tournament i was already i was in eighth grade that was my first experience playing in pathmark mm. and on that team it was me charles henson anthony epps rich bailey randy williams from ohio Bryson that went to St. Ray's, Big Dre um, mm. from St. Ray's, uh, my man Shaba, um, <coughs> we call him Shaba, he was mm-hmm. a problem, um, and uh, Basil Williams. Um, I know that, that name. That, he, his father was the coach, and that's like family. You know, Basil. He grew up on the same block. He's from, he's all local dudes. But, Bossy? Uh, uh, no, not Bossy. Uh, Bossy B's from Monroe. Um, but you talking about Basil? Basil. Wait, hold on, hold on, time out. I, I just I gotta say something real quick because I love that you know that. I love I, that you know that, I, Chris. I don't. Yeah. I, I only can speak to my personal experience watching these guys, but mm-hmm. and and lightly coaching Randy Williams and Charles Henson when they was at St. Dominic's. Shameless mm-hmm. plug. Um, <laughs> shout out to La- <laughs> shout out to Larry Villar and George Ramos, who used to coach us over at St. Uh, yes. Dominic. Um, yes. So Charles Henson, Rich Bailey, mm-hmm. Randy Williams, mm-hmm. you, Rich, mm-hmm. yo, Rich Bailey at Saint John so, Christosom, yes, yo, Rich Bailey, so, yo, and, and that's I, I'm talking elementary school. One of the best school. point guards I ever played with in my life. I don't know yo. what happened to him in high school. I don't have a clue. But in elementary uh, school, I was head. afraid, <laughs> B. I was scared. Yeah, yeah Rich yeah. Bailey. Rich Bailey is a, is a sight to see, especially yeah. when he on one. Yeah. Yo, let, I just want to say this real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Rich Bailey, when I was in when I was in um, elementary school, I was in St. Dominic, right? He mm-hmm. come to St. Dominic, he whooped us real good. He whooped us a good one. And he pulled the Reggie Miller on us. We went to half court and he bowed. Like Reggie Miller bowed in Chicago. <laughs> when he, that's he why bowed. that's yeah, why he bowed, like bro. That's how I expect to do. That's <laughs> I why I low key anything like that. Low key in, in my mind. I hate him in my mind. Yeah. And now he, I understand yeah. why. He bust us good. But mm-hmm. I had to respect it because he did put on a performance that yeah. merited that kind of respect. And I respected him for real. 
That's what I mean. He's he's definitely. I know know he got some stuff he could talk about, man. He's a good player, man. He yeah. He was. I mean, like I said, elementary school. The kid was crazy. I we we we're in touch. We're we're gonna figure something out. Like that. That's definitely definitely, something to do. But 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 getting back to you, Chris. Yes, sir. So so that how was that tournament the Pathmark tournament like? Would you say was a significant piece? In your like, you know, if you're thinking about your career as a ladder, was that a step in that ladder as far as your growth and elevation and understanding of the game? Um, I would say more so an experience. Right. Because, you know, you grow with your experience, right? Yep. So I was already known as a ball player, not trying to say like a moral act. What I'm saying is, is that... You can. I, by the way, this is the... Give yourself yeah. a pat on the back podcast. Not big it, but that's the, you know, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm I know, to I know, but I'm going to say know. it for you. <laughs> you didn't yeah. say it. I said it. Yeah, word. Yeah, I'm about to say it. No, I grew up really playing against older cats since I was young. Like, me and my uncle and my brother would, like, really be doing these, like, real three-on-threes against grown men. I'm, like, literally, like, 10 years old. Wow. And these grown men is like trying to stop us and like we're winning every game after every game. After oh. Game. Me and my older brother was like Batman and Robin. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? So my brother older than me, but we run in the city. Like we, we're traveling to uh, Brunch River area. We traveling all the way to um, 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 Park Chester just to play catch. We traveling to 131 Park playing cats out there, crazy. Just me and my older brother. Like, oh, where'd your brother go to school? What's your brother's name? Let's start there. Oh, my, my brother named Mike. My older brother name is Mike. Mike McCray. You know yeah, M&M, like me. That's right. All right. That's right. You know so, what I mean? so where'd he go to high school? My brother was so funny. See, that's what I'm saying. We got a, it's a funny journey. Before I, before uh, I got to St. Ray's, I went to the, what's known as the Choir Academy, which was the Boys Choir of Harlem. Yes. A music school. Yes. So my brother, before he got it popping, he was uh, going to junior high school 125. So mm-hmm. 125 is over on Pugsley Avenue. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was playing in there. He was nice. And Bevon Robin, who went to Rice, knew of my brother and was like, yo, you need to go to Rice. Mm-hmm. So my mom's at the time was like, you know, don't really know much, but she's like, all right, so, you know, I don't want you going to Stevenson because then... Right. At right. that time, it was reckless, so she right. didn't just want to get caught up. Right. So she's right. like, I'll, "I'll put that bread up if you, you know, you got that talent. I see what's going on. Let's try to get you in rice, you know." So um, I think it was a tuition issue at that time. So uh, I think she heard about uh, the choir academy. So she was just like, you know, we was musically inclined already, you know, from things in our life. Like my pops is a musician, mm. things of that mm. nature. You know, a lot of a lot of um, you, you can't you house. can't just say shit like things of that nature. No, that's significant. Let's yeah, not brush you know, that shit under the rug. Like, yeah. I mean, I want to still talk about your brother more. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, more about you. But let's talk yeah, a little yeah. bit about where the lineage comes from. So your your pops, musician. What like in what regard? Of many talents and many gifts. So, uh, my pops was a, a serious musician, master musician. Like instruments uh, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when it comes to that bass. Like, he's known for that bass. Wow. Mm. You know, top musician, I'm played all around and things like that. Uh, upright bass? 
Huh? What kind, what type of bass? He could play the upright, but he preferred five string, six string, seven string. You know, I come in the house when we was little, he had a big afro with the headphones on, going in, you know, really looking at like one dumb. of them 70s, you know, and right. he's real. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, then he'd be practicing with his band, his groups, things of that That's nature. Dumb. And then also when we used to go to church, he was playing, and you know, the musician there, things of that nature. So, you know, um, he was always, music. that was the first thing we seen. Mm. Okay. That's the first thing we knew was music. Was your father also a hooper? Like, did he play ball? He was a natural athlete. Get the it fuck out of here. It was hard for him to play basketball. It was hard for him to play softball. He also was a, you know, martial arts master. Uh, I mean, for real, for real. Not just commercial stuff. That's some play-play shit. Yeah, so it wasn't no fronting on him in the crib. Wow. Well, let me tell you something. That that, <laughs> that 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 explains why nobody wanted no trouble with you, Chris. Because your ass had that. <laughs> I don't want no trouble. And, uh, you know, he was one of the calmest, coolest dudes you could ever meet, my pops. My pops is mad calm, man. I'm That's telling funny, you, man. man. But, you so know, so were, so I, were you. Yeah. <laughs> you mad calm, but you look like a nigga that ain't hold on. You know. <laughs> Catch me on the wrong yeah. day. What the? Yeah, yeah, he was he was a calm man and a man of not too many words, but when he spoke, you know, spoke volumes. Was just saying what he said, and it always made sense. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and my mom's was also musically inclined as well. You know, singing and um, you know, just had a you know you know us as a people, we just have things for music, yeah. Rhythm, yeah, things of that nature. So we were just always. In tune of things, art, all types of stuff, you know, just always doing something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And not necessarily even just traveling, just we were just doing it, you know, whether we was in a house or not. We was doing something. Wow. I, I have que- I have a question, man. I got a St. Raymond question for you, my brother. Okay. I know we hopping around, but just you know, it's called hip hop, baby. That's why it's called hip hop. <laughs> my right. question is my question is, right? I remember seeing you freshman year, right? Mm-hmm. And I was so excited. And then that's it. It was just, it was a great year because the freshman basketball team was, y'all was on fire. I yeah. believe, did y'all win the championship? I, I can't remember. No, we was, we was uh, 26 and 0, lost first round in the playoffs. Okay. Wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. We got to talk about that's that. Crazy. How does that happen? Tw- 26 and 0, though. Like, Who was the coach? Mr. Scott. One Damn. of the greatest gifts I ever, you know, as a coach I ever I was, I, I was going to say, we need to fire him, but I can't say that about Mr. Scott. Mr. Scott's a jewel. That yeah, guy's man, a... Mr. Scott is, is a precious a precious metal, man. Yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? Something that, you know, a sight to behold when you're around him, man, because he's always trying to pour positivity and knowledge into you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, so, he a special soul. I got soul. great things to say about that, man. Yep. Yo, you know, let me tell you something. When I wrote my book, not to make this about me, but... I dedicated my whole, like, uh, I had to take both sides of the inside of my book dedicated to that man because he literally showed me to accept myself as is, as a man, as a young man back then. He gave me that gift, bro, that 20 years later, I'm like, yo, I owe this man so much. And he cried with me, man. So, Mr. Scott, if you ever hear this, man, you know I'm plugging you. We're going to plug you to the end. Shout out to Mr. Scott. And and by the way, that book that Emilio's referencing is called I'm a Poet and You Know It, Volume 1. So if you you don't have it, you should get it because it's it's poetry greatness. By the way, that intro you heard before this episode started, that's Emilio the Poet. 
He also yo, does me... custom promotions too. So, <laughs> yeah, right? yo, now, yo, Chris, I apologize, man. I, I really wasn't trying to plug my stuff in no, there on your story. I, no, man. Listen, listen. That's yeah. what we're here for. Yeah, no. You know I'm, I'm, that's what we're here for. And you're doing a good job of what you're doing, and somebody Thanks. loves what you're doing. They need to know how to get it, right? I appreciate that. No, because yeah. no, the, the, and I just want to say one quick thing, real quick, and because mm -hmm. Mr. Scott, he was he dropped so much jewels for me. And I want I just want to kind of flip it back to you. And it makes a lot of sense just talking to you that he kind of imparted his wisdom. Mm -hmm. My question to you is, I'm going to give you a quick story. And I want you to tell me a story about Mr. Scott. He one day grabbed me, put me into his office because I felt like I wasn't being accepted as myself. At the time, I was going to Afro and I kept flattening it because we didn't accept braids and stuff. So I would only braid my hair on the weekend. But I wanted to grow my hair, like express myself. You know what this man did for me? The man sat me in his office and he started to play most deaf music for me. Yeah, he was like that. Yo, I almost cried. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. We used to be in his, in his office listening to Cold Train. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just chilling out. Um, and shout out to Mr. Sturgis as well. I used to yeah. be yes. in his office and he used to be playing all types of music and putting me on a lot of, um, you know, he's an herbalist type of man, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's into the right. natural and things of that nature. So I, I didn't really know much about that, but he was a good representation of that early, at least to plant the seed about, you know, health, because we definitely wasn't understanding that at that time, right? Sure. We going up sure. drinking 50 cent bus offs and uh, <laughs> and, and Sun Sundale juices. Yep. You get what I'm saying? And quarter waters. And, and and the only thing, reason why we survived is why? Because we was burning it off right after. Yeah. That's right. If we wasn't playing sports, imagine how sick we'd be right now. Yeah, right? you'd be That's finished. Be finished. Right? So, you know, just him to drop those little hints of how to uh, take care of your health a little bit, you would not have fully understand. But, you know, later on, I was able to grasp, you know, this is what he was doing, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it helped out in many ways. I, I got to say, like, um, what's funny to me is Julius Hodge, of all people, mm -hmm. has been a pretty big inspiration for me just, like, thinking about health. Right. Like he's he's younger than I am uh -huh. and he but how devoted he is to vegan life and like yoga and these kinds of things. Now I'm like, yeah, I, I check for him. I'm like, yo, let me see what Julius is up to. And yeah. there's a lot. You know, I learned a lot from just, you know, basically trolling him <laughs> on social right, media. Right. But like, it's it's an interesting thing. Like, and, and that goes to show because like, I know a lot of uh you know, when you're older, you think you know everything, and then those that are younger than you, you think don't know shit, right? And that, right, that's right. really unfortunate, but it's not that way. Like, people right, take so right. many different paths. You can yeah. stand to learn shit from everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So that's absolutely. just one example there. I, I kind of want I want to switch gears and go back to a statement you made earlier, and uh, mm -hmm. I would like for you to delve in. Because here's, the, the reason I touched on freshman year was because, for me, I think it was very apparent. I'm pretty sure all St. Raymond uh, students at the time felt the same way. You led the team. You led the charge. You was pretty much, you was the man. You know what I'm saying? As a, in freshman year, I thought it was just Chris McCray. And so <laughs> as far, far as, I'm talking about far as who, like the pecking order in freshman year. Mm. Now, I always in my head and my mind thought that that was going to be something that coaches featured you throughout your years in in high school, as far as just being that person. Now, 
I'm not saying you were unsuccessful because you were not. That's not the case. You were you were successful in terms of like we all know you notoriety wise. But right. tell me why you felt like you were just tolerating St. Raymond's and you didn't really enjoy it. Because when you said you wasn't getting to be yourself, I don't know if it fluctuated from freshman year on. Talk to me about why you felt like, yo, this wasn't really what you thought it would be. Um, well, I'm coming from, like I said, a school in Harlem where <clears throat> basketball is just a love thing. So I'm coming from the choir academy. Um, the school is teaching us all types of classical music. You know, Carnegie Hall, Apollo Theater, guys are traveling to France, Paris, doing shows for the president, Michael Jackson, commercials, all types of things of that nature. So that's one aspect, right? So then I get, my culture was really Worsley. <clears throat> as uh, the Choir Academy actually had a team. Wasn't in a, a, a public school league, but we would play like different schools mm. or, or whatever games they set up. I'm and sorry, coach, real, real quick. You yeah. know a dude named Charles Gregg? Yeah, absolutely. Chuck, that's family. That's my man, son. We went to yeah. UMass together. Okay. Yes, sir. Because he was, re- he was repping was, the, he was was repping the choir academy. Yeah, yeah. He was he was trying to get me to go there so bad. He oh. wanted me to go there so bad. You know, but when I was in there, you know, I was a problem as far as talking about ball. You know, I was I was really doing my thing and guys was, you know, seeing the talent and, you know, I I was just being me, just playing ball, not really thinking nothing much because I don't know much except I love playing this game, right? Right. We go to the, you know, we go all over, we travel through New York and do what we do. Um, and Willie Worsley, Willie Worsley is one of the first black people that played on that team in the movie. Um, it was that movie called Glory Roads, the first black team. Yeah, that was my coach in the choir. That beat Kentucky. Yeah, no. he was the one that was from the Bronx. Yeah, the one that played. Oh! The yeah, that was my coach in the choir. We need to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was official. He was a good man. And um, Texas A&M or something like that. He uh, Yeah, he ended up going to the, the Texas. Uh, yeah, some Texas yeah. university that it played against Texas Kentucky. School. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. So when I was in the choir, I wasn't really into school. Like, I wasn't really going to class. You know, this is elementary it, school, right? Or junior it, high. Well, it's an academy. So the right. school started from when I first got there, it went from fifth grade to 12. Right. Oh, okay. So I'm playing it. When I'm talking about I'm playing, I'm playing with high school. Ah, got I'm it. I'm in like fifth grade playing with high schoolers. Okay. Like, you know, and having no problem. You get what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm not. Wow. I'm not being funny. I'm just saying. No, I believe. I always was playing on a level. So let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You don't need to act like. You got to excuse it. I know you's a He's humble dumb. ass dude. Yo, so whatever come out of your mouth, I know is like you Yo. facts, stating facts. Chris, yeah, yeah, Chris, so, uh, what's up? You the humblest superstar. Yeah, that's, yo, that, that's the perfect yeah, way to describe it. Yes. Humblest superstar. That. Yeah. That's cool. Go ahead, go ahead. That. Go ahead, brother. Sorry, but, man. Um, in there, we're running around playing teams, things of that nature. And, but as far as school... I wasn't really a school dude, not because I didn't, it just, back then it was what it was. Yeah. You know, you're trying to figure life out, right? Everybody's saying you need to go uh, do your education until you go to school, but coming from where we come from, you really don't understand that concept. Yep. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we running around the school, cutting class, leaving school, going playing hooky outside the school. But we used to be in school sometime from 8.30 in the morning to 11 at night. 
and what? do this on a daily Yo. basis. So my schedule would be eight o'clock to about two thirty is regular school, and then from two thirty to four is all music classes, and from four to seven at night is all music rehearsal. And then after music rehearsal, the basketball team got practice. Wow. Oh, hell no. And then we'll, we'll do that every day, though. I didn't even think about it. I wasn't even, you see how y'all saying hello? Hell no. Yeah, it was just routine we, for we you. We didn't even care. That's how bad we wanted to play ball. Wow. We'll get up, leave there at 11, me and my older brother, come home on a train back to Soundview, because the school is on 127th and Park. You already right. know it was wild back then. Right. So we'll get up, go home, eat, whatever, go to sleep by one, wake up at five, because we want to have practice in the morning before we start school. Wow. That's the play. Son, I woke up at 6.30 this morning, and I was struggling. Yeah. (laughs) And check this out. It ain't like it was a team where you was getting benefits, like the school is coming to see me, a coach coming to see me. No, we were just playing. It was just available, so you was out there. Yeah, it was just available. We thought, oh, we get to play this school, we get to do that, or Yo, let's just play because we just loved it. Everybody that was on that team in our school, uh, Jimmy Kimbrough, uh, Dre Shepard, uh, Big Carl, Corey, Jamal Tarver, Ron Richardson, Wesley, Randy, Madcast, I was in there, man. I'm sorry if I forget anybody, but it was just mad talent even in there with guys singing. You wouldn't even think these guys is, you know, Hoopers. to get down on the court, get busy, you know, whatever the case is, but that's how it was going. So wow. in the midst of that, Mr. Worsley seen that they wasn't really giving me the opportunity with the music. That's a whole nother story, right? right. I had my experiences mm. of being in Carnegie Hall, things of that nature, but wow. my brother was at the All-Star Games singing with Jordan. <laughs> and wow. You know what I mean? Taking pictures, going all over the world, like doing all types of stuff at a young age. But it wasn't coming my way, so me and my man is cutting school. We right. running through there, you know, you've been into trouble with other cats, whatever the case is. And they're like, yo, you need to get out of here. You need to go play ball. Mm. You get what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, word? They're like, yeah. So he was actually trying to get me into Kennedy because he was cool with J.C. Mack, his pops. Yep. You know, big Mac. This is this is uh, your coach. Willie Worsley. Willie he was Worsley, trying yeah. to get me in Kennedy. Now, at this time, I don't even have no... I'm not taking school serious. Like right. when I took those whatever tests we had to take, I wasn't paying attention to none of that. I'm just filling out everything, whatever. I'm out. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um, he tried to get me in Kennedy, but how I ended up at St. Ray's was Tone Rosa. Tone mm. Rosa is the, is the journey from like, I want to say age nine all the way up until eighth grade. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He he knew me since a, a little kid. Actually, that's why I actually knew uh, I knew Julius before St. Ray's. Mm-hmm. You know, Jules was in there with me. You know, he came maybe the year after when I was in there, and uh, that was in a tournament called Little East on 142nd between eighth and seventh at St. Charles um, Junior High School, elementary school, and it was a tournament that occurred every Saturday. Every Saturday in that gym in the wintertime, the cast that was, I believe from like, I want to say fourth grade all the way up to eighth. Mm. And this tournament was the best experience you could have in your life if you're a young kid trying to really know what it is out here for us playing ball. That was like the jungle. You, mm. you say best, best experience because they was throwing like mad competition at you or like what? When I was young. Right. 
You know what I mean? I'm I'm first time coming in there. You know, we playing in our neighborhood, me and my brother, and you know, whatever. But now you going, even though we was already in Harlem, now we moving to the west side of Harlem, right? Yeah. So now we running through, because it's right in the middle of Drew Hamilton Projects. Okay. So we going in there every Sunday. You got the local kids that's in there, and you know they hungry. They coming from their struggles and how their big vision of life is. So when they coming on that court, they not playing with you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, guys can, in there. You, you fool. Real. You fool yeah. for them. Guys like Kimani, Rob Goff, Rabbi. You get what I'm saying? Kimani um, Young? Um, no, no. Uh, oh. It's Kimani last name. Um, that's all right. That's all right. Um, no, that's all right. McDowell. Steve McDowell. Um, uh, Bernard Rock. Um, um, Leroy Sarge. His younger brother Sarge. Um, uh, Big Taj that came from Brunch River. Um, um, Dana, Ronnie, uh, Steve LeJoy, Lenny, Limbo. Um, Demetrius that went the same race. I knew Demetrius before he got the same race. <laughs> you remember Big Demetrius that came the same race? I don't. That, me? You, you after me. He was, you me? No, he was, you was there. You had to be there. I remember to be there. I, his Demetrius. name. No, no, Emilio, you're not going to know him, but um, your brother should know him. He I got to see his was, face. Yeah, he was a big man. He was kind of uncoordinated, but he was in there. He, he was playing ball? Yeah, he was playing ball. Tone okay. got him in there. Oh, you okay. know, but these guys that was playing in there was problem. Big Raheem, um, um, big lefty Raheem, um, 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 academy names uh, uh, Soda Pop. He was a problem. Brownski that went to Rice was in there. Wow. Um, uh, Pip, this kid named Pip that went to Rice. We thought he was gonna go in. Pip was a oh my god! I'm trying to tell you, like, like this as a young age. I'm going into this at like nine. I'm not. Yeah. Even eleven, like you know right, what I'm right, saying. Right. I'm nine, and these guys are like gods, hoop gods. It's real, it's real, it, so, and it's not like I can't play either. It's not right. like I'm whack. Right, right, right. Tell me, tell me, because what what it sounds like to me was like they were literally sharpening you up. Like you were basically thrown to the wolves at the time. Listen, and we yeah, yeah, it was crazy. No, but the reason I'm asking you is because you were significantly younger than them, correct? Oh yeah, I was. Man, listen. To this day, when I run into them, I ask them questions about what was going on back then because I want to know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like You only saw it from this lens. Like, they yeah, was living like, a whole different... You know, life continues on, and, you know, they living their life, and, you know, you're like, well, why my man didn't get on? Like, or right. what was his situation? Because I vividly remember them being super nice. I mean, mm. like, the tallest guy I remember at times... And 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 and, and before I continue, rest in peace, um, uh, my family, man, chef, man, Kev Glover, man, he passed away. He was playing in there, uh, one of the best point guards I ever played with as well, man. Mm, and uh, that's family right there, man. He passed away playing on, uh, passed away from an injury that occurred on the court. You know what I'm saying? Where was but, he playing? I feel like I heard this. Kev played a couple of places, man, and that was one of the conversations me and him had, and I, I'm, I feel bad that I don't remember. Was um, he in the Virgin he Islands? With me at that time. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm right. thinking about you know, somebody he, else. He didn't get a chance to go that far. Okay. But okay. what I want to say is, is just that um, Chef was uh, 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 a heavy set guard. He kind of reminded me of um, Sundance that went to uh, St. Ray's. You know, the weight. Like, he yep. had weight. Yep. But Chef could protect that ball. And we used to play a lot of catches to think they were just going to take it. Yeah, like, we used to play Gauchos, Dre and them, 
Yep. When we was in Citywide with the Mustangs, and they be trying to take it, can't take it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and they be stacked. They be having guys. I'm talking about we like 10 years old. Dre playing with cats on his team that's like 6'8", and they like 13. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, yes. I mean, Demo. I mean, Demo from Bronx River. He was like 5'10", five, maybe. Like, <laughs> we going at them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, six people on our, our team, maybe, or seven, like two on the bench, but they got like 13 dudes. In the hot sun over there on the east side, near <laughs> playing in Crackers Whack area. Right, there. right. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Them summers, man. You can't, you can't, you can't even, um, you know, you, you can't even lie about that, man. It was just a different time, man. You know, let me just say, I just want to say real quickly. The first time I had seen Sundance, uh, we was in the backyard when we started playing ball outside, and it was uh, kind of like summertime, you know, nearing summertime. And I didn't know of this man because I think he was a grade older than ours, was he? Wasn't he? Sundance was uh, with uh, with uh, Pete in them year. He was a year above yeah. us. He yes, the year above. Okay, so so we outside and I hear Sundance. He getting the ball. He's dancing, doing all these tricks, and everybody's like, "Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, you already know that's what it was." And he yeah. and I'm like, "Yo, look at this you talking about 106 Park and 106 Park?" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Used to be like, yeah. Yo, bro, that was some great times, man. Just, mm -hmm. First of all, and my brother already mentioned, it, but I'm gonna repeat it, bro. Your memory, bro. God bless you, bro. Yeah, your that's memory, just impeccable. Yo, thank God this I ain't do no wrong to you, man, because your ass would have been. Remember that time in 11 years. We we was there, man. We you know I was one of them guys that was actually there. You know what I'm saying? Like my right. uncle used to take me and my brother to Rucker Park when Rucker was Rucker. I'm talking about yeah, the heyday. The drug dealers was running it. OG one right. and them and all yeah. these other big guys was was running it. And you, there's no checking you before you go in the park. You right across the street from Polo Grounds. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mama's chicken. Mm. Dude coming around with the big garbage can with the fruit punch in it. And you, he's giving you cups the size of your forearm for like three dollars with extra chopped up fruits, and it tastes like the best fruit punch Kool Aid you ever had in your life. <laughs> and he's smoking blunts and L's all in the air. It's foggy, <laughs> and the tournament was actually going on to like twelve at night. Mm. Wow! And the lights went out, and if y'all still there, you hear this announcement coming before twelve o'clock hit. You hear Big Al, shout out to Big Al, and and, and Duke and Tango, and I'm like, yeah, you know, let's keep it peaceful. You know, once the lights go out, let's make sure we all get home Be safe because the game is tense. Right. You get what I'm saying? You got Predator right. playing, Big Term, uh, Terminator. You got Natural Controller, Speedy, Mike Boogie, Tip Dog, TP, the Animal, Richie Adams. You got all these animals, Master Rob, Future, the Twins, Charles Jones, um, Cameron, the Rapper. Yep. Mm. Dead nights. Yeah, like, I'm telling you, like we was there. I'm, I'm. He was bringing us there since I was like age nine. Was Mace playing not, out there? Mace wasn't playing out Mace. there. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think so. But what I want to say is, is that um, I'm age nine. I'm not even ten. I'm nine years old, sitting <laughs> on the front row, a little kid. I like how you said like ten. Like ten is like a a milestone. Like I'm not yeah, even like, ten yet. I'm not even double digits. You know? <laughs> you know, I'm not Wait, double hold on, hold on, because because I want I want to get to college, right? Because yeah, yeah. And I know we like we said we're skipping around, but like you end up playing for Jay Wright at Hofstra. Uh, I didn't play for Jay Wright. It wasn't Jay Wright. No, 
He wasn't there. Yeah, it's a lot about that. Yeah, I, I didn't play for Jay Wright. Wait, were you recruited by Jay Wright? It was right Absolutely. around. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. All right. I knew I wasn't Absolutely. too far off. I'm like, hold on a second. Um, okay. But even before, let's take a step back. So you, we talked a little bit about you at, you know, before you got to St. Raymond's mm-hmm. was really where the love was like popping with basketball, right? You get to mm-hmm. St. Ray's, you just showing up, doing what you got to do. But now in retrospect, you realize like your heart's not all the way in it. Like it, it probably would have been, um, but you end up going to college to play ball, right? Well, not trying to cut you off. No, nah, go go. Um, it's not that the the love wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I was battling something I don't know what's going on. Right, right. right. So I'm a kid that's coming from my uncle teaching me about the love of the game. You right. get what I'm saying? Like, for example, when I met Charles and them, Henson. Yeah, Charles Henson. Yeah. I met Charles going into going into eighth grade, and you know, going into yeah, yeah, the end of my eighth grade. So that's yeah, that summer between going and freshman. And so my man Basil from my block and his pops had like some little practice or whatever going on at, um, what was this called? San- Santa Maria on Zariga, that school. Yeah, yep. And he had a practice. He said, come through, you know, we're going to play. So me, him, my man Shaba, we went over there to play. And in the gym was Rich Bailey, Ryston, Randy, Epps, and Charles. So I'm looking at these dudes because – uh, you know, you know basketball. You size people up. You look at. Of course, them. I I, I I gobble this dude up. Pause. Like and, and right yeah, away. I'm just looking like, you know, Charles is probably like six. He looking like seven six, feet seven. at that time. <laughs> no, nah, he like six seven, but he mad skinny. Yeah. Right. He don't. He don't look intimidating. I want to say right. Yeah, he a lanky like, dude. Just a chill, cool dude. And then you got Randy. You know, he was extra muscles. You know, athletic looking, but they all humble dudes. Rich Bailey yeah, looked yeah. like a scientist. You wouldn't think that he <laughs> play ball. Like, you know, he's real humble. And the Epps, he got the Anthony Mason body, but he chilling. He's like, hey, what's up? Right. And then it's me, Shaba, maybe a couple of other dudes, maybe like two more dudes that I may think from my block. And Mr. Williams is like, all right, let's play. As soon as the ball go up, it's a whole different story. Wait, Charles get, is doing all okay. types of craziness. Uh, he's looking, he's dunking so hard, looking like Kevin Garnett. I'm dead serious. Uh, like he got that energy screaming and, you know, and I'm like, I love, I love this dude. Like, who is this dude? And we going against each other. Me and Rich, Rich Bailey going head to head at it. <laughs> like they, they, like, yo, who homeboy? Who Shaba? Like, we all thinking the same thing. Like, yo, I like these dudes. Like, you know, they like us. So we just hit it off. Right. But one thing when we started playing together, there was never no animosity towards what was going on. Right. Like we never was worried about who's scoring what or anything like that. It was just love. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? It was like that's what the love is. We we all gonna flourish, right? We all not if if we, I could have ten, but we won by thirty. But it was how we won. Right. I could have had ten and maybe eight crazy assists and. Yo, you remember how Rich crossed him and he fell? Like, yo, that was crazy. And, you know, we just love, love, man. And that's what I grew up knowing. The competition, love, getting in that zone, being able to flow, rhythm of the game, Mm. you know, things of that nature. 
So mm-hmm. when you start to play with various other different types of scenarios or situations or teams, you start to notice a little different things occurring. Mm. That's causing you have to renege on what it is you love to do and what you're good at doing. I got you. And your advancement at what you're doing. I, I could I could understand it. It's like and, and tell me if this is your experience. You get to a place like St. Raymond. And and this is not a knock on anybody or or the institution itself, but like I think it's just a product of the environment, right? So like you come up against dogs at every position. Everybody's trying to make their way. They understand the platform that St. Raymond's plays on. So it's like everybody's going at each other and at some point there's only going to be but so many winners, right? And at that point it is what it is. Like, is that how your experience no. went? No, actually, uh, because when I got to St. Raymond's, I didn't know nothing about St. Raymond's. Uh, I didn't even um, know St. Raymond's was located on that block. Right. Wow. Not from the Bronx. Only St. Raymond's I knew was the church. So the only reason mm. you got to St. Ray's was because Tone. T- Tone was Tone like, yo, you need to go there. He already was sending people over. There. I didn't know nothing about it. He just called my moms out the blue. It was like, yo, come meet me at um, St. Charles. I think something was going on that day. We go over there. I think it was a practice or a tryout or something we was doing for that summer. And he was just talking to my mother like, yo, I want Chris to go to St. Rage. You know, I'm not, I know y'all don't know about it. The coach over there is, you know, he was playing that kind of tough coach. But, you know, Chris seems to have a certain temperament about himself to where I believe he'll be all right. So, my mom's thought about it, you know, things of that nature. She also talked to my cousin, um, Leroy Robinson, who was um, playing for boys and girls in Brooklyn at the time, because he was like really my inside eye into possibility of what high school was about. Because mm. he was playing with Steph, Lamar Odom, and all of them. So he was up there. He, like, he was real. Like, he was one of the troops. So he was um, putting me on. So she felt comfortable abstracting information from him. And then what Tone was telling her, and he was like, you know, let him go because Chris is, Chris, Chris is going to be a problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when I ended up at St. Ray's, I had no clue what I was walking into. Right. As far as what that environment was going to consist of, except the fact I knew I knew how to play ball. Right. You know right. What I, mean? I wasn't into another. I was cool with everybody else because previously to that, um, that same summer I met Charles and them, the winter time before that summer, I was running up playing with all the cats in Castle Hill. Okay. So in Castle Hill was the was another experience and a lot of dogs up there and it used to be mad fun. Yeah, me and my man Shaba used to go up there. He used to bring me up there. And that shout out to Ray Singleton, who was over the center up there because uh, he showed me mad love and, uh, you know, and um, everybody in Castle Hill, shout out to them. They were showing love. But when we was playing up there, Sat was playing up there. Mm. Um, shout out to Big Mike, Spanish Mike, who was the truth. To me, he was a Spanish cat that was fire. And I don't want to put emphasis on Spanish like that makes it different. I was going to ask you. I was going to say, so what you mean? He should have she, to be Spanish. I was going to tell him what it is. I was going to say, so what? He got to have a bat? He got to have a bat yo, in his hand? Is that what you just said? Let me tell you something. I'm 6'5". Mike probably about 6'1", 6'2". Yeah. If I'm lying, maybe six three, six two and a half. I watched them dunk on cats. Word. Like it was nothing. Like I mean, real, real cats. Like 
LaGuardia House, him and Sat and Eddie B. Swift. Shout out to Eddie B. Swift and C. Nick. They was going crazy. Shout out to Reg Rice, going crazy. Mm. I knew um John Taylor from Planet. John Taylor at the time was going crazy. Quan Pickney was going crazy. That's how I met Quan Pickney. Quan mm. mm. Pickney was a problem. Like for real. Um, um he's part of the freshman team. Coming there. Um, um, rocking, um, Ray, Spanish Ray. We used to all be in the gym going crazy. Um, um, who else? Uh, it's so many cats, man. Um, that used to come through that gym, man. And we used to travel. Like Ray used to have us going to tournaments, and that's wow. why I say, um, when it comes to say, I got a different respect for him because he, I, he was playing at Rice, right? Yep. I want to say if I'm in eighth grade and Sat was two years ahead of me. That means if I was in eighth grade, he was a sophomore. He was still going to the games. Wow. He Rice, and he was still going playing in games. That was meaning basically nothing. Right. Just for like the love. Travel. Like, we were all being in the van, 15, 20 deep. It was like a Castle Hill. They'll pick up whoever was in the neighborhood. Yo, kid, Ca- right Castle Hill is some loyal dudes, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They ride hard for each other. Shout out to them and all of them, man. You know what I mean? It was a lot of cats you could end up in in the, in the van with just going to a game. You know, just because they could board. They'd be out there, you know, do their one-two. You know what the one-two is. Do the little one-two. Right. And they'd be in the van like, ah, I got my little whatever. Right, right. Let's go play ball. Yep. You get what I'm saying? And, and that <laughs> right. was a, a dope experience, you know, because, um, you know, I was from the other side. I'm all the way inside. I was walking with my man all the way from Soundview. Other side, six train side, all the way to Castle Hill mm. on a daily basis after school in Harlem, getting out at night. Like, I'm telling you, man, wow. those are the trenches. That's why I talk like this, because I was there. You know what I'm saying? Wow. These these guys put in some pain. Reg Rice is probably about five. No, I want to give him six one, six one, maybe six two. <laughs> Reg Rice was dunking on cats. Reg Rice was going crazy. I'm still trying to get my vertical to like 20 inches. So yeah, I, I call you when that when that happens. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> the type of baller that it didn't matter how you look. I respect game, right. like you know. Right. And 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 some people think accomplishments would make you nice. Mm. No, it ain't accomplishments that make you nice. Nah, sometimes you just happen to be there, B. Like that's how it works. Yeah, sometimes. man. Abstract. I've seen. You know how many ballers I've seen that didn't go to school. Like I can I can only imagine out this world. That will put your best player on his back pockets. Yep. Facts. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just like, you know, um, you know, sometimes people have to just take a seat off the high horse and just be real, you know, about what the game is really about, you know, and that's when it ties back into St. Ray's, you know, when I got in there, that, that love that I understood mm-hmm. was 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 i don't want to say being overshadowed but was being uh orchestrated mm. where i had to Defer- sit back sit back and be patient about things i really didn't have to be patient about not not be not be selfish like oh yeah i need this and need that not saying that just saying that Cause I'm I'm just a humble dude, right? I'm not I'm not here to cause no problems. Yep. My turn to come. I never felt I never felt like I was threatened by anybody on the court. I just felt like I right, my time will come. 
And when I get on there, you just gonna see what it is and we can make it happen from there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But when we got in there, it was just a whole nother, another ball game, man. Um, you know, when I got in St. Ray's, um, I never, I didn't get recruited by the Caesar. Mm. The Caesar heard mm. about me from Tom. So mm. when I was playing in, um, we had a game in LaGuardia House, see what I'm saying, with Castle Hill. And um, at the time, Quan knew more about, I didn't say he knew everything, but he knew a little more about that world a little bit than me. Yep. Right. He was playing with Riverside. I never played with Riverside. You know, I played with Tone. And, you know, to some people, they may say Tone is local. To some people, you get what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. They got the funding like Riverside or Gauchos, right? But Tone was one of the best coaches I've ever been around to this day. We still talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's but Quan. Uh, we played in uh, LaGuardia House one day, and Gary D pulled up. You know what I mean? Because uh, Ray had called them, too, and was like, yo, I got the two cats. But I think he was He pulled up to come see us play, but he mm-hmm. came late. I met him for the first time. You know, that's when he drove the Quest, Burgundy Quest van. I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing Burgundy it in the parking lot. Yeah, that Quest van, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, he came through. He came late. He severed up. He spoke. And that was it. Next time I seen him was when I was in uh, doing a, uh, my home visit to St. Ray's and Tunde was the guy showing me around. Tunde. Yeah, Tunde. I remember Tunde. Shout, Tunde. Shout out to Tunde. Hey, Chris, I have a question. I have a question. Sorry to cut you off, my brother. Yes, so when you went into St. Raymond, okay, you entered this new world. Tell mm-hmm. me how, how far into uh, your experience at St. Raymond did you start feeling like, yo, I don't know, like the iffy. You started questioning, like this. Well, is- what, what happened was uh, when I when I came in in my freshman year, because by that time I I gained a little knowledge, right? So I'm hanging around with, like I said, Rich Bailey, Charles, and them. So they telling about their experiences, right? Because Charles and Randy's in Ohio. <laughs> yep. So they telling me a little about their freshman year playing against St. Ray's. I'm like, oh, that's what's up. The apps already had a relationship that was done developed with the Caesar already. Yep. Right. So I would hear little things or if I went to Epps house and was chilling with him here had a strength rope, the strength shoes, mad St. Raymond's gear. Right. That the Caesar was flooding him with already at that age. So I'm wow. like, oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? So when Epps is talking about things, me knowing I was there to see that. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I'm just yeah. looking at like, oh, that's what's up. Getting gear, whatever the case is. So now we get in St. Ray's and um, they had something known as workouts. So workouts was where the, the guys that was on bars basically played amongst themselves and guys got invited to come work out with them mm. playing in the gym. So this is the time that the new gym just got built. Yep. Just got built, but he didn't let nobody play yet in there because they were still doing the floors. Mm-hmm. So we had to work out at the girls' school. And oh, um, he invited me to come there. At that time, Ernest was on the team. Big Greg was on the team. Um, I remember. Hunter. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace, Vaughn Hunter. I miss him, man. He was a joy to be around, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my heart really was heavy when that happened, man. Shout out to Congo, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Majestic Matt. Um, Kristen Donnellan. Kendall Holloman. Um, um, and then a bunch of other cats. And... Um, Gary D invited me to come to the workout because I guess he was hearing about me. And I probably came up to him once like, 
Yo, I heard about a workout. What's up? You know, he brushed me off like it was nothing. I was like, all right. Well, I, you know, I really don't know much, but I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So now he come up to me, invite me to come to the workout. Majestic, all of them there. And we start playing, and, and it was like nothing. I, I did my thing like I was supposed to. Like, I probably had like 18 things like that. Like, I'm not being funny. I'm just saying it was just whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, like Vaughn used to come to me, rest in peace. Vaughn used to come to me and be like, yo, like, I can't wait. Like, yo, young boy, you need to be on the team. Like, we need to get this going. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the first cats I knew, like, Kendall Holland used to see me before I got the same way because I used to, like I said, we used to travel. Yep. So we'll come to the east side of Parchester, go to the west behind um, Macy's, go to um, the north side sometime and play them cats out there. And from what I'm hearing, Dana Dingle, all these cats used to be out there. I didn't know none of these cats who they were. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like seeing faces I remember as a young kid, like, oh, yeah, I remember I used to see them when we used to play them, you know, or whatever, whatever. So when I get in there, I did my thing. Uh, it wasn't even an issue. So now, um, it's coming down to picking, I guess, tryouts is coming up or whatever for all, all, all levels, freshmen, JV, Voss, where everybody gets the chance to try out. So he calls me in the office one day. He calls me to the office. Gary calls me to the office and he's like, he sits me down and he's like, yeah, um, I got, uh, I got something to tell you. He like, yeah, I promised um, some kids that came here, coaches and some other people that's involved with these kids that they was going to play varsity. Now, there's no question you can play varsity. He says this to me. There's no question you can this play is, varsity. This is you as a freshman. As a freshman. Right. As a freshman. He's like, there's no question you can play varsity. It's not an issue. He said, but I promised these people that their kids was going to play. So if, if, they, if they don't play and you play, then I'm going to have a lot of heat on my back. That's what he said to me. He told you that. Wow. So I looked at him. He was like, yeah, so so play freshman this year and bring me back a chip. I just looked at him. I said, all right. And I just walked out. That's just what it was. Wow. And you you felt, did you feel a way at the time about that? Yeah, I felt a way, of course. You know, I was humble, like I said, to the point where I'm like, all right, well, you know, my time will come. But I was tight because I remember being in the car with my moms. And I was tight. And I was like, I'm out of here, mom. I'm going to All Hallows. Ha. Huh. Because Charles was over there. Randy was over there. Um, my man Shabba went over there at that time. And I think Rich Bailey could have been there. Or I forgot what his situation was. But that's the guys I knew. And I knew the level we played at. So now I'm like, okay. We gonna go. I'm gonna go over there. We gonna he gonna see what time it is. You get what I'm saying? But my yeah. mom was like, I remember State telling her I was I was on my way to Kips Bay, um, because I used to go over there and um, meet my man Shab over there just to just to play. You know, I wasn't really a Kips Bay kid, but at that time we didn't really on my side of town we didn't have yeah no center, right? So we would have to go all the way over there if we wanted to play indoors or something like that. So. She said to me, um, nah, you ain't going nowhere because I don't want you to be a runner. What does that mean? She didn't want me running from my problem. Run away. Like, got it. She didn't want me to think of something going bad or appears to not be. What you wanted to going, be. Yeah, what I wanted to, to be like, oh, I'm out. You know, because you hear about these kids now, 
Been in the school ain't going right. I'm out. Yeah. And they transferring to six schools yeah. and all that because they're not really some in some cases not getting their way. Right. In some cases, really, really, you know, there might be some shit going on. Be playing. It might right. be legit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But for me, it was legit. I didn't have no issue playing. Like right. you know, and at that time, you know, people that really knew me, you know, I was that six four guard. You know, was doing a lot of you know giving people a lot of trouble. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but y'all, um, yo, but y'all was. I mean, you won a chip in 2000, right? With Saint Raymond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That team was we're talking about the 2000 team, but I think you know throughout your career over there. Damn, sorry, sorry for the background noise, y'all. That's that's the Bronx right now <laughs> with the fire department, but um. But y'all had a lot of cats. Not to not to compare people, right? But like there was a strong contingent of talented players up and down. Up and down. Like um, the, the bench could have Yeah. Like oh, yeah, same, the, same the, the entire bench could have been a starting five, six, seven anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Well, depending on what year you talking about my two thousand year? Yeah, that's like the focus, right? But like, I think up and down oh, for the most. About this period was same way. Yeah, well, no. While you was out there, while you were there, I feel like for sure two thousand because that's the championship year. I know y'all got y'all guys had like a really strong group. Well, my, well if, just before we get there, you know, the freshman year, like I said, we went twenty six and zero. Sorry, I'm, not to cut you off. I don't no, no, no. It's your world, baby. Um. We had, like I said, myself, Quan Pinckney, Nestor Peters, the twins, Anthony and Chris Alvarez, mm -hmm. um, Russian Dre, um, John Farrell, Lindell, aka Pop from Castle Hill, um, Dirk, Willie Rojo, Shalar Matt, um, uh, Nestor Peters. Um, um, am I missing somebody? And if I am, I'm sorry. Um, Anthony Epps. Yep. Um, Shamel Good. Rest in peace, Shamel Good. Shamel mm. Good passed away. Um, and Sam Green. That was our team. And uh, we went 26-0 and lost first round in the playoffs to Severian. Damn. Yo, uh, I, the name Shamel Good rings a bell. He was in our in our class? Yeah. Yes, sir. He, uh, he was one of the kids that came from Mark Carmel. And uh, he was a Riverside kid, you know. Yeah, talent, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I heard not too long ago, you know, he passed yes. away and things like Damn. that, man. So shout out yeah, to too, him. And yeah, there's too, many, oh, too, too many people passing yeah. away, B. Yeah. Man. Too many. Yeah, yeah. So we lost that first game um, in the playoffs, 26-0. Mr. Scott was so tight, broke his glasses and everything. I, be I believe wow. it. You know, and we actually lost that game because of the one thing, selfishness. Mm. That's what we talk about, love of the game, and – you know, sometimes oh Julius Hodge was on that team too, you know. He was right. on that team as well. And um, you know, it was a lot of selfish things that happened, I guess, because we twenty six and oh, we playing Savannah, we beat them probably like thirty before. Certain guys probably taking it light and then now want to probably get their numbers up. You know, because some people kinda had that mentality, you know. Um, coming from certain type of understanding they had that they were taught probably by their AAU teams, you know, because not not trying to uh, dim down the light on these organizations, but a lot of cats that came from Riverside and Gauchos, they had a different mentality. Yeah. Right. Not because they was experiencing things that yeah. 
we didn't experience. I didn't experience. I get that. You know what I'm saying? Where they seen a, a more business side or, or a train mentality to be like, yo, I got to get right in order to get here. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They, so, they got they got a more defined map about right. how to how to like what the navigate. course is. Yeah, how to navigate. navigate. Right. right, right. So um, we lost that, and uh, that was the same year. Uh, Rice won it with Glover and them. Yeah. Uh, sat in them. They won it that year, then they came back and won it the next year. But uh, yeah, that was my freshman year. So you know. Then we go into my sophomore year, man, and then we, that's when, you know, things start getting even more different. Mm. You know what I'm saying? In what way? Uh, now I'm, I, I, all right. So, I'm, like I said, I've never played on no Riverside or nothing like that. So, by this time, Gabby D already established his AAU team. Mm-hmm. The Ravens, right. Right. So, I remember going into my sophomore year, uh, for some reason I had to do summer school or whatever. And um, Well, you said it, school wasn't your thing. Well, at least yeah, yeah, earlier. Yeah, but if I want to focus up, you know you what I mean? I was it. one of them kids, like, you know what I mean? Like, I could really separate the two, though, if it came down to it. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So going into my sophomore year or that – that summer going into there, I had to do summer school. And uh, the AAU team that was the seniors was, like I said, Sack, Jess, Scenic, um, Charles Henson, um, Big Greg, um, L Train. Shout out to him. L Train is from Soundview. Mm-hmm. Literally, Soundview. That's B- and shout out to B Stores. But shout out to L Train. He was a, oh my God. Not too many cats talk about him. <laughs> L Train is another one, man. You know what I mean? That was a sight to behold. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, they were stacked. I didn't mind. I didn't play. Cool. So when we came out, Gabby D made the, our freshman team. The, you had midgets, juniors, and then seniors. So he made the freshman team the midget team, and he had me on midgets. Okay. So, yeah, we was an AAU team. We it, we was the AAU team. Everybody I'm speaking of, except I want to say on that AAU team was me, Jules, Quan. Um, um, at that time we just met Ramel Harper. Um, who else was on that team? Um. Who was Big Dre? I think was on that team. Yeah, Big Dre. He had Big Dre play with us. But anyway, we went to our first tournament in Albany. Murdered. Like you know, we went to the semifinal. So I'm getting my first experience with that. Seeing what this world AAU world is like. Albany being my first trip ever traveling out of town with a team. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, We went out there, went straight to the semifinals, killing all these teams. I was in our age group. um, D. Miller and them was on the juniors, right? So it was him, Tayus, um, uh, Matt, Pete. I think Killer Troy was playing with them at that time. Uh, I think Tunde, Jay Lloyd, and some other cats that they brought from um, this guy named um, Coach Lopez, who was from White Plains. Okay. Coach Lopez was coaching the Midgets team. So make a long story short. Not to be confused with Jorge, George Lopez. Not George Lopez. Right. Not George Lopez. Um, um, 
Coach Lopez was a tall man. He was probably like six six. You know what I mean? And uh, was coaching us at the town with, uh, I think it was uh, Gerald. No, I could be wrong. But anyway, I don't want to stay on that too long. Hmm. But we went up to Albany, did our thing. I ended up making all tournament in that. Um, they had mm. me like on a brochure for the next year. Like when they was promoting that tournament, they had me on a brochure. Um, and then uh, right after that tournament, we went to Fordham. I played with them one more tournament. I was Fordham, and I did so crazy in that tournament that they was like, yo, you know, Greg and them used to come to me like, yo, you should be playing with us. I don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't care. I was just like, whatever. I was having fun with my boys, right? Right. So now they moved me up to D Miller with D Miller and them. And the juniors. The juniors. And at that time, they weren't winning. I'm just being honest. Yeah. They wasn't winning no tournaments. I used to see them. You know what I mean? So then when I got on there, I just turned it up. Like, you know, that summer, we won, um, we won the uh, Homecome Rucker Tournament. Yep. Um, that was on 45th, but we played at Millbank for the chip. Oh, okay. Or, or some games at Millbank and things of that nature. We was tearing that tournament up. UDC, I was going stupid up there um, because I was just getting so, you know, I was just doing my thing. I'm not, you know, I was doing my thing because they had this thing where they were, um, I play of the game. Every game, every game you play, there's a play of the game. And they would give you um, slam magazines oh, okay. mm. as a reward. So you'd get us. I probably had like 30 slam magazines. Like every wow. time I came, yo, McCray, come over here, report to the booth. You know, and I was just <laughs> get magazines. I was just handing them out. Like, you know, I was getting so many of them, you know. And uh, we went to the chip in UDC against uh, Riverside, Teddy Mumford and them. We was going mm. neck to neck. And we actually beat Teddy and them in, in the Rucker joint. Oh. So we put them in the chip there. So we beat them there. They beat us in UDC, and both of them was close game. And shout out to Teddy Pops, because Teddy Pops used to be on the side. Um, uh, rest in peace to him. He used to be on the side going in, like, oh. like kill these motherfuckers. Because it was war. When I yeah. mean it was war time, it was war time. Yep. It ain't no playing. And that hot sun on that roof, <laughs> UDC Park, <laughs> it used to be crazy. Fact. But um, I'm just my thing out there. Yeah, yeah, sir. Chris, let me ask you, because what, everything you're saying right now, as far as the, the winning of the same magazines, confirms what I already thought of you going into high school when I met you, which is that you are the star player, right? That's okay. what I saw. And I know, I know I'm not the only one that said that or saw that, because I was like, this guy's a star. We all mm. knew you were going to go to college and play ball from freshman year. I mean, but I, again, I only met you in freshman year. Mm. So my, it, it, does it feel like when you were the star that you knew you were, did you feel like it was had something to do with jealousy or did it have something to do with not taking you serious or was it politics, something that didn't cause you to allow or allow you to play to the potential that you knew you were? Because no, we all knew you were a star, but I didn't feel like the treatment was there as far as living up to that all four years. And that's saying your play. I'm talking yeah. about the the featuring part of it. Does that make but sense? I, I just, yeah, I just think the premise was set when he pulled me in that office and said that to me. He said what he was about, right? Right. You know, he you. said, listen, I, he, he basically said what type of coach he was. Hmm. He, he making agreements behind closed doors to people and, you know, in order to fulfill that and not cause no problems, some people gonna have to sit back and I'm sure you know, and I'm not even sure. I know I wasn't the only one dealing with that kind of matter or situation. Right. Like I said, I, 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 
I never felt threatened though. You get what I'm saying yeah. by that? Like, I'm like, my time gonna come because watch. That's why I kept saying to myself, just watch. I'm not, I'm, I'm, it's gonna, it's gonna get, <clears throat> it's gonna be on. So, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. One more question. Um, you see, now, right now, today, in retrospect, you know how your mom told you not to run. Right. In retrospect, though, do you feel like it would have been wise for you to transfer to Ohio's or anywhere else? Nah. Just given the fact no. that you knew what you I knew. Okay. Right now. No. Okay. Uh, Why? She was right. Because okay. I still learned to develop out of there, right? Yeah. Right. Who's to say Ohio's would have been the right place for me? Ohio's right. not their problems, too. Right. Right. You get what I'm saying? So I know plenty of cats, like I said, I know no cats. And they like, nah, the XYZ was reckless, mm-hmm. you wow. know? And he used to do cats dirty. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's not to say you can escape. And then not only that, our hollows didn't even have that type of connection with the world. Was really gotcha. the, You know what I mean? So even though I was in a certain kind of situation at the Rays, there still was an opportunity by default. Gotcha. You get what I'm saying? So it was really me making the best out of what I'm trying to figure out because I don't have the answers at this time. Mm, These right. questions you're asking me as a kid, I don't know. Right. Of course. I'm just going yeah. through the motions like, I, you know, I'm running around with D, D Miller and all of them and we just living our life and we like, yo, we're going to kill them when we play them and, you know, X, Y, Z, yo. That's how it was, just being a kid. You know, yo, you know, when we gonna play, this is down the third, and yo, you remember that game, and you know, you're just having fun, and you just looking forward to, to life. So, right. let, so let me let me ask you something, cause, and, and I don't mean to fast forward, but I do, I do want to kind of see where things end up, right? So I know the summer before your senior season, mm. It's it's documented. You you did some like that summer was like out of here for you. Like everywhere you showed up to play, you fucking bodied everything. And it seems like and you obviously you lived it so you would be able to tell me, but like it seems like that's when your your you being on coaches' radars for college like popped. Right? Is that is that is that true? Um, I honestly, I'm gonna be keeping. Yeah, keep it a buck, buck fifty. I was always on kids, um, on coaches' radar since a sophomore. Okay. Um, but was that summer in particular like different? Maybe not. Well, so let me ask the, the question a different way. Maybe for you, it was business as usual. But it, from what I was reading, it sounded like the writers thought that was like your coming out party. Well, the, writer, the writers think that because they didn't get a chance to see me. Okay. You get, see me from me. Right. You get what I'm saying? And even when they saw that, though I was doing my thing and all that, that was really me shaking off the kinks mm. from what mm. I was going through. Right. Like, you know, now I'm able to get loose a little bit. You okay. get what I'm saying? I wasn't. I wasn't able to do that. She's AAU, Summer Ball, and St. Raymond's season basketball is two different things. Yeah, absolutely. Right. They are different things. And you coach by two different people. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, Gary D didn't coach us in the summer. 
You see what I'm saying? Artie Green was coaching me. Right. Like when I was playing these stories, I'm talking about UDC. I was being coached by Sergeant Mulligan, Mullins, Big D from from Kips Bay, and Gerald. You know what I mean? So these guys have a different approach to how they allow their coach, allow their players to express themselves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's about a, basketball's expression, right? Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? And uh, I tell people in life, you got the three P's. This determines life for people. The three P's: perspective, perception, and principle. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Those three things decide how you view life, approach life, and how you deal with others. No debating here. So, That's facts. Right. So this is what I'm dealing with as a child. This is how all my teammates was dealing with things as a child. And based upon their perception, perspective, and, and principles, determine how they was reacting to these things, how they view things, or how even how the opposition was viewing them or dealing with them. And myself. Yep. So if you want to talk about, like I said, coming out that uh junior to senior year. No, before that, before that. I'm trying to tell you, this is real talk. Um that summer we won the the the, the, the uh like I said, we, we won that, that record tournament playing with the juniors. Right. And then we're coming into that my sophomore year, right? Um Gary D got a tournament coming up called the Seton um, 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 Metro Classic that used to come on TV. Um, Metro Seton Hall Metro Classic. Mm-hmm. It's a preseason high school tournament. So this is the truth. You know, um, he had a practice and he invited he, I mean, he, he didn't invite me. I was on the team. So on that team is me, Majestic, Kendall Holloman, Greg Moore and C. Nick, um, Dean Miller, Pete Mulligan, Matt Augustine, Kristen Donnellan, uh, Ira Montgomery, and Frenchie not here yet. Frenchie not here yet. Mm. Um, and Terrell Gant not here yet. Um, and 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 I don't, you know, I, I feel funny saying this because I'm I'm not sure if it's confirmed, but. You know, I, I heard it might be a little something with Terrell Gant not being here, but I don't want to confirm that. Mm. I, mean, I didn't get to talk to my man, but somebody told me it was true. Oh, but, no. um, you know, I don't even want to say what I what I should say. Right. But, listen to but anyway, um, we have a practice. In this practice is, I believe, the UConn coach. Mm-hmm. I think a Pittsburgh coach at the time, it's like four top, 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 top schools in there watching us practice before we go to Seton Hall. <clears throat> and Gary has us doing a two-on-two two two drill. Now, Kendall Holloman got hurt. I think he, like, lost his teeth or something, oh, wow. getting elbowed or something crazy. Right. So he couldn't play. So now we doing this two on two drill. It's me and Greg Morton and Majestic Matt. I know it's me and Greg Morton and it's Majestic and C Nick. Okay. And he's this is how the drill's supposed to go. He go he says, You come off the screen and then it's live, and whoever scores, 
um, keep the ball. Stays, right. Yeah, it wasn't no pass to the other team. It's keep the ball. So now we start the drill. And it, it got ugly. Mm. Meaning, it was, you know, I love my boy Jess, but it was a long day for Jess. It was a real, <laughs> real, I'm not playing. It was a real, real long day for Jess. I love Jess. But it was a long day. It wasn't getting the ball back right away. You know what I'm saying? It was bing, bing, go to the basket. I'm there. Crossover, crossover. Everybody under the rim going, ooh, ah, hey. And I guess Gary D didn't like it. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Because he was promoting Jess. Okay. Mm. What happens is these coaches come to see the top player, but they also see you as well. Right. Now, my goal is not to be in there going at Jess like, oh, yeah, I got to show off for Jess. No, Jess, my boy. But when we on the court, it's different. Right. That's how it should be, though. That's how it should be. So, yeah, how it should be. And I'm sure he feels the same way. Of course. So, I remember the last play. You know, come off the screen, crossover, crossover, split the two. Him and Scenic. You know, Scenic is like a running locomotive train coming no, at you full steam. No joke. So when I broke broke in between them, I'm going to finish the to finish finish at the basket. Scenic coming like hundred miles per hour to block my shot. Slaps the backboard. Boo! I throw it around his back from around my back to Greg. Oh, Greg shit. catches it and dunks it mad hard to end the game. Wow. <laughs> But after I finished that play, Gabby D screams at me, flips on me, curses me out, and tells me to do 10 push-ups in front of everybody and say, don't what? ever throw around the back pass to nobody like that again. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I So here's devil's advocate for a second, right? Okay. Shit. I'm a coach, and I'm watching what you just described. Now, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not faulting you for what you did as a somebody just watching. But as a coach, and knowing a little bit about how Gary D thinks with respect to coaching, um, I look at that and I'm like, there's too much flash. It's not like textbook. So from that vantage point, I can see why somebody gets reprimanded. Now, at the end of the day, it was a successful play. So I get why you look at it and you're like, yo, what the hell? Well, it's confusing because for a young kid that's just playing the game, right? Yeah, I, I get it. I'm not doing nothing flashy. That's what my circumstances permitted me to do to right. finish the play. Right. Now, if that was to win the championship, I bet he wouldn't have said that to me. Mm-hmm. Right. You right? know, fair. So it's fair. We, we, I'm experiencing something questioning why is this happening when I'm not doing nothing wrong. Right. Basically in your head, in your head, you won. Yeah. Cause I wasn't being flashy the whole time. Right. Right. That was, it was doing the play. You said we go live, come off the screen. They tried to double me. Cause when you come off the screen, him and Cena tried to double me. So I split them. This is what you're supposed to do right. as a guard. Every good guard right. knows this. Ray, everybody, B stores, all these guys know this. Bitch, barely you can ask them. This is what they do. This is what we do, because I'm a guard. Right. Split them. They try to catch up to me. I jump, see me. Cause basically, if I do it wrong, I could have possibly hurt myself, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's the play. Give it to Greg behind the back, my, behind my back, behind Scenic back. To Greg. Greg catches mean dunk. 
We watching that at an NCAA game. What y'all doing? Yo, that was screaming. Crazy. Yo, screaming. Oh, they put dandy. And what you think the coach was there? Because it wasn't like everybody was going on and on and holding right. their mouth. Right. It's not, right. I'm not telling the story to say, like, ooh, ah, uh, and all that. No, I'm still just telling you what happened. Right. I'm just giving right. you the picture of what yeah. was occurring right. for guys that grow up in the neighborhood and really know what time it is when you see certain things going on in the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Chris, Chris, I want to interrupt you for one second. Going to your point, right, in terms of the whole idea of flashy. Right. First of all, if you look at it like there, yeah, there was an error in time in basketball where, you know, people didn't cross people over. It was just like dribble, dribble, switch hands, dribble, dribble, exactly. dribble. But my thing was we learned later that the crossover was a better advantage for the offense because now you got ahead, a step ahead of, of you got a step ahead advantage of your defender. Absolutely. Yes, and it is flashy in terms of, you know, you know, basic, but it's more effective than dribble, dribble left, dribble, dribble right. So, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Because it's part of the game. It's, it's exciting. It's like yeah, it's Duncan. Duncan was banned. Duncan, Duncan was banned once upon a time. But we all love the game better when it's Duncan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. So what I'm saying is, is that that confused me at a young age because I didn't know why. Right. I'm like, why would he, why would he scream at me? Not just tell me, scream at me, curse me out. And tell me to do 10 push up, don't you ever effing do this and this, that, and the third. So now you start psychologically restricting yourself and questioning now yourself before you do something. Right, right. you're second guessing yourself. Right, because now you like, what kind of time homeboy you on? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so now we go into the tournament, Seton Hall. First game is against the Legion. B-Stores, L-Train, Big Chad, Lamont, all of them. First game. I had like probably 20. I'm dead serious. With like five to six assists. As a sophomore. Like I'm not, and this is continuing throughout the I was starting. Right. I was starting as a sophomore. Kendall Holloman got hurt. Majestic came up to me. I'll never forget. Like, yo, you up, young boy. You up. You get what I'm saying? So... You got all these cats ahead of me by grades, right? Yep. But they come in to me saying, yo, this is what's going to go on, which is cool. I'm not big-headed. We a team. Let's go do this. Let's go this. First game, I got like 20. We beat the Legion probably by like, by like 19 or something. We got them out of there, you know. Um, then the next game, I probably had like 17. And then we end up playing, uh, I remember this one game. And who was coaching us in there, just so we clear, was Mr. Scott. Wow. Okay. You know, Gabby D was not coaching. Um, Mr. Scott was coaching. Uh-huh. Chris, I have two questions for you. Um, I, sure. I know we're, we're kind of in the tail end of this, but I have two questions real important for me. Ideally, let's yes, say sir. Chris McCray in an ideal world coming into high school. Where do you think you, with your talent, because there's no question, Like, I'm, and let me just say this, and this is, I'm not trying to blow smoke here. Mm-hmm. I was a witness to your talent. Mm-hmm. We knew. And I'm not saying that I knew the, your potential, but I knew enough to know it's real. Here. Yeah, there so were skills, want, for sure. I want to emphasize that, right? Mm-hmm. And I always expected high things for you. How high, I don't know. Only God knew that. But I just expected big things. We all did. Mm-hmm. What would be an ideal thought for you looking back to say, yo, this is what Chris McCray 
could have or should have been had the situation been the way he know he knew it could have been. Meaning, meaning position wise, meaning like where um, where you I guess career wise or yeah, career wise to, career wise maybe maybe ideal college you know maybe ideal situation overall as far as career in basketball. Well. Um, I will say this. I should have went to Villanova when I had the chance. You had the mm. chance. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was already being recruited by Villanova before Jay went. Right. But I should have went. See, I don't know the story behind it. No, that. we See, don't. This is yeah, why we're there's, here. There's, there's so much information. We could be here all day. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. <laughs> we'll be here all day. Right. But um, ideal situation career-wise, right, would be me playing freshman year. Insane Rays mm-hmm. with Vaughn and them and Ernest and all of them. Yep. Not saying I got to be the star. Not saying I got to be the man. But saying that if I had played on team, it would have definitely been evident like, yo, it would have been a problem because I would have just got used to the system and used to whatever was going on, right? Possibly. Yep. It's just mm-hmm. impossibly because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still dealing with the principle, perception, and perspective thing of how other people choose to deal with you. Mm, uh, I yeah. still could have got turned off, turned off, even as a freshman playing boss. To the point, I'm like, I don't even want to play no more because there was a lot of craziness going on during that time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That people were unaware of, of what varsity players was actually dealing with. Right. You get what I'm saying? And 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 Gary D wasn't no easy man to get along with, or wasn't no easy man. He he had his way of doing things and how he felt about life. You get what I'm saying? So, um, but ideally it would have been freshman, then, you know, position-wise, me remaining a one, two, three type guard, not me playing center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? I was a right. real talented cat. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can. I was a tough cat. I was a talented cat. But those who really knew me was like, come on. Chris got the handle while y'all playing with him like that. Mm. Ain't no cat that you just need to have. Yeah, he can get physical, but if you put him out there, we're going to have more more leeway of winning by more. You get what I'm saying? Then him running around setting screens and, you know, doing all this, which I did with, with my greatest ability. I didn't not set a good screen. I made sure I set the best screen. Why? Because I want to win. Right. Right. You get what I'm saying? I'm not going to. I'm taking charges. I'm diving on the floor. I'm I'm doing whatever it takes at that time for various reasons that we even get into yet. Yep. But what I'm saying is, is that ideally it would have been me just remaining within the one, two, three. Also developing that to when, if they're talking about what I did, my going into my senior year. Remember, I'm playing forward. You get what I'm saying? Then yeah. all of a sudden they acting like, wow, Chris McClay is shooting right. for three. And I'm like, yo, like, I ain't even get started. Like, I'm just trying to get my kinks back off because I was doing this all year. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm 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 not getting uh all these touches during the game. You get what I'm saying? I'm probably yeah. getting right. 10 touches maybe to play this game. Right. You get what I'm saying? And then now let's say everybody ooh and eyeing and wowing and oh my god and no he can shoot from three and oh my god he has a handle he's putting it on the floor and which is fine, which is cool. 
But I'm just saying that it wasn't enjoyable for me because at the same time, you have to live with that, right? A perspective that everybody's coming at you with and it's not true. Mm. You know, he died. And you looking at some cats no. like, you know, all right, money, I'm like, you know, I'll give you 30 when my eyes close. If I really <laughs> to. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, the, the matters that we were under, I couldn't operate in that fashion. Mm-hmm. I couldn't because it wouldn't have worked out in my favor. It wouldn't have because gotcha. of certain things that, like I said, I didn't get into um, as of yet. But yeah, it was it was certain things that that was that was in the way. Just to be clear. So wait, so, so go, going back to like you, Villanova, right? Um, that was on the table for you to select that as the place to go. At, yeah, what, at what stage of, of high school was that? I was already getting letters from them. In sophomore so, year? We was to play. No, not my sophomore, junior year. I'm mm. um, going into my junior My sophomore year, my first letter I ever received, I'll never forget, we was in um, Gabby Depot, all of us in the office, after my sophomore year. And it was uh, me, D. Muller, Pete, Jules, and Matt. <clears throat> he handed us all letters. And the letter I received was University of Memphis. Oh, okay. First letter I received, University of Memphis. And all of them not being funny, all received, like, you know, I think Jews got like Captain State or something. That was his first letter. Yeah. And I remember him telling me, yeah, he was excited, which is fine, because all yeah, of us yeah, were excited. Of course. You know, to a degree, like, you know, oh, well, I got my first letter. But, you know, for the juniors, they didn't really have nothing going. Like, you know what I mean? Just being real. So um, that was my first letter. And then after that, Seton Hall was showing heavy interest because my sophomore year, we scribbled St. John's Prep. Okay. And at that time, Talik Brown was on the team. I didn't even know who he was. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Talik coming into our junior year was, you know, him, Dre, and Old Cook was the big three. Right. That's right. So we scrimmaged them. I didn't know who he was, but we was me and Talik was going at it. Like, I mean, I was going – I was – I was getting the best of Talib, not trying to be funny. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I didn't know he was, and Matt and him, I remember coming up to me like, yo, you know who that was? I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, yo, that's Talib Brown. Like, yo, you was getting hemmed up. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, you know. And then Tommy Yamaka was at that game, the assistant coach, that former assistant coach of Duke. Yep. He was. He just became the Seton Hall coach, and he was sitting next to my sponsor at the time, Mr. Duncan, shout out to Mr. Duncan. He paid for me to go to school. You get what I'm wow. saying? And uh, he held it down financially for me and stuff like that. So they were sitting close to each other. And um, Mr. Duncan came to me and was like, yo, you're really good. Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? Before, like, you was really good stuff. He used to meet with me every day by the chapel and, and bring a planner and be like talking about going to MIT, and I'm like, right, you know, my man, like, <laughs> I get it, but you know, I'm not like, not that MIT is not a good thing to aspire to, but no, it's we're not great about MIT, right? You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm really a good baller, right? So he's like, you know, yeah, you know, if you balance this and then all good things, he's telling me all good things about time management, right? Right. But then he sees this and he sitting next to Tommy Amica. But Tommy Amica, like, I, in his ear, like, yo, who that kid? You know, number 34, he's a sophomore. 
oh my god this is the third this is that blah 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 i want him this is down the third like who wants to sign me then right so uh duncan like yeah yo i didn't know he was that good the coach from Seton hall was telling me he wants you right now. All that time management stuff went out the window. There was no more. Come meet me at the chapel. All that was over. It was like, yo, listen. Yo, uh, let's get these home dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, like, you know, I'll get some bragging rights going. Let's go. That's ah, right. You know what I'm saying? So um, I was already in that pool. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, like. When I got on Voss as a sophomore, it was already like I was. I didn't care that I wasn't starting. I was just like, I'm gonna do whatever I'm supposed to do. Get Yo, what I'm, saying? A, uh-huh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Were you gonna continue? You, you can ask whatever you want. It don't matter. I apologize, but let me ask a question. I might be skipping around here. I'm curious because we haven't touched really much at all about mm-hmm. your 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 time in college, and I and and I'm speaking specifically about Hofstra. I only heard rumblings after the fact, years later. I never actually talked to you because we lost track a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I actually just heard rumblings about a little bit of, of your grief, I guess, with your circumstance or your situation. Is that fair to say or am I speaking out of context right now? Well, I don't know what you heard. It depends what you heard. <laughs> no, just like you wasn't, you wasn't totally happy with the situation in the hospital. That's basically the answer. I'll say this, man. If I really get into, to, I tell people this all the time, if I really get into, because I didn't even get into really, really what really was occurring at St. Ray's. I didn't even really get into what occurred with all that stuff. I'm just talking about little things. Mm-hmm. But if I begin to talk about what happened at Hofstra, y'all would say, yo, with a death serious face, why you didn't murder somebody? Mm. <laughs> no, I'm dead, I, I'm dead serious. I'm not playing with you. Like, I'm not playing. Like, I, I'm, this is word to my dead grandmother. I'm not playing with you. Mm. That's how serious it was. So, it, so if I could summarize it without putting you in an uncomfortable situation, mm-hmm. would you say it was, I mean, like out of bounds as far as experiences go? Like that, Get out of bounds. Oh, shit. It was slavery. Oh, okay. Mm. Got it. I was, that, that- I was a nigger. Right. So we could be clear. Hmm. Damn. This is, and, I, and I, let me just say this real quick, because what you're touching on, this is a very, very, very deep conversation. I believe this to be a, that conversation sounds like a conversation that could be an episode by itself, because I know that, huh? A couple. It, it just, it feels, it, this feels like an important one. I, I hope that we can do a part two with Chris, because I'm interested in knowing more about these topics, especially that, because I think that the experience that he's gone through is not, is not his experience alone. I'm pretty sure it's across the board. Across, but, man, across the board, man, it's, it's, you know how many me's there's out, out there in the world? You said me's? Yeah. yeah. Oh, people like my experience. Right. I'm not the only one. And sure. it gets swept under the rug like it's like. Because why you got the people that have been in position so long and the people that have been benefiting off us as cattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They know they could get another one. And they talk about how much they love you. 
And they talk about how much they help people and they ain't help nobody. They benefited. And that's just being real. Mm-hmm. All that bubblegum talk that they talking, that's irrelevant. You're dealing with kids, man. You're not dealing with nothing else but kids. Mm-hmm. And you lying to them for profit. You lying to their mothers. You lying to their fathers. Their grandmothers, is that the only one they have? And then you want to lie, act like you understand what they're going through and what they understand, when a lot of us don't know nothing. This world is completely a blank slate to a lot of us. We don't know nothing. Yeah. We barely, we don't even know our own history. So how in the world you think I'm going to understand you trying to tell me something about going to college and becoming something? And I'm still trying to figure out what it is I want to do. And I'm not just saying for me, I'm saying there's a lot of us out here like this. And they sit there and preach oh, yeah, you know, why are you doing this? What you mean why I'm doing this? I ain't used to none of this. I don't know what's going on. Wake up, this, that. No one of us know nothing. Yeah, I just nothing. going through the motions. Motions. Right. right. Then you got the girls in your face. Yeah. Want you to splash them all day. You know what I mean. Yep. Right. You're trying to get money so you can at least have something. Then you got the pressure of your neighborhood. You got the pressure of everything. And then they sitting there acting like you're supposed to understand this. Oh, why are you doing what you're doing? And you know, then you're looking at them like, what you mean? What are you talking about? You didn't explain none of this to me coming in. You explained that you was going to even act like this towards me coming in. Right. You're not even the same person I spoke to when you was talking to me in my house. Mm. Like, this is deeper than what people think. They want to play around, dance around it. Oh, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, we really care about your, your kid. And, and some do. But trust me, they care more about that check more. They care more, care more about them backdoor deals that's happening. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I wasn't just recruited by Hofstra. I had mad big schools. That list that you read off yeah. was a list that I told Gary D, just tell him whatever. Huh. I had Providence, Rutgers... Um, Clemson, Florida State, uh, Providence, Villanova. I had mad big schools. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. It's just that me and Jay had a good rapport at that time, I want to say, because yeah. that was short-lived, obviously, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know... Um, what, what, do you, what, huh? what do you tell the next up? Right, like you got kids at St. Raymond right now that are getting looked at. I'm gonna tell them this. Yeah, I got a, I got a book I'm putting out. Right. A word. Yeah, I don't really have to talk about, but since that you asked, I'm gonna tell them what the title of the book is. The title of the book is "Don't Believe the Hype." Okay. Mm. I ain't gotta tell the story. Just listen to what they said to you in your interviews, and then tell me if I'm lying. If we ever get into it. I'm not lying about nothing. I ain't got nothing to lie about. Wait, let's let's talk a little bit about this book before we roll out of here because we, I, I have to go tend to these children, um, <laughs> in the crib. Um, what is anything you want to share about, like what it's about to be about, and you know, it's about to be about the real life of kids in my situation or anybody in my situation. Okay, so it's it's chronicling kind of your journey. My journey, but it's just life, right? Right? This whole thing is about life. Basketball is just a little part of it. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? How many of us heard that? Oh, yeah, you know, we play this sport, you're going to be, but really, it's the truth. What was what's sad? A section in my life. What's sad about it, and, and it sounds like you've overcome this, uh, what's sad mm-hmm. sometimes is basketball is their entire lives. Some some people, right? Right. Um, and, and I think that's sad because you don't, life is way greater than that period of time. Granted, for a lot of people, it's a long stretch. We're not talking about like a couple of years. We're talking about 15, 20, sometimes 30 years of their lives involved in the game of basketball. But that's not, that shouldn't be, when you think about life, there's so many twists and turns and other things that you should be exploring. Bro, man, let me tell you something, man. You know how many guys I know that's in serious depression right now? Over oh, I, I I don't doubt it, B. Serious depression. I mean, can't function, the kind of depression. Yeah. Wow. Because of basketball. I went and checked one of my mans. I ain't going to say his name. Yep. Maybe a week ago to chop it up. I haven't spoken to him in a long time. Go to see him, see his kid. We having fun. We talking about days. My man had a total meltdown in front of me. <sighs> wow. I'm, I'm about to be 38 years old. That's my man crazy. had a... You're talking about something that happened maybe 2001, 2003, whatever time period, but early. Me in our late 30s. And he had a total meltdown breakdown. Wow. Tears coming out his face. Yep. He's raising kids. Like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's real. That type of pain because people, that's all they had. And then you got people playing games with their life. So I call Gary D a puppet master. Hmm. A puppet master. I'm just being dead real. Yeah, I know everything that happened in St. Ray's, yeah, clothes and all of that. And but listen to what he told you. He's telling you himself. I ain't gotta tell you. Listen to what people tell you. Hmm. I'm not lying. I ain't even get into nothing yet. I ain't even say no realness. I just told you one situation so far, right. so far that occurred. It's many more with that man and coaches like him. And I'm not trying to throw shit because I ain't chasing this man. I ain't trying to throw dirt on him. Before this interview, he probably called me like 40 times already. Hmm. Yo, yo, yo. 20 years later, now you want to talk to me? And, you, and, you're not, and you're not interested in having a conversation? Listen, it's 20 years later. What am I? I'm not even thinking about St. Raymond's no more. Mm. If y'all wouldn't interview me, I wouldn't be talking about none of this. My life don't stop because of this. Don't go, don't go sure. on because of this. Right. I'm talking about it. Why? Because y'all want to know my experience and my experience can help somebody. Yeah. And we sure. even get into depth about it. You know, God willing, my book come out, then somebody read it, they read it. You get what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is that it's bigger than what people think. Right. I didn't watch, listen, I didn't watch coming out of study hall, sophomore year. Gary D sitting in the front desk in the corner. You know that, that steps, that the upstairs case near the cafeteria? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. We in the classroom in the corner over there, all of us. This is Justin year, C. Nick year, Greg year. Gary D sitting at the front desk while we have a study hall with a pack of letters. Looking through them like this. Da, 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 da. We're doing study hall. Practice is at, I want to say, four o'clock, maybe five. 
He said, all right, y'all. Let's get, no, he, he stands up, walks over and says, all right, y'all, let's get ready and rip the whole stack of letters and threw them in the garbage. You know who letters those was? Who? That was Carl Nickerson letters. No. Ohio State, Michigan State. I'm a sophomore seeing this. I'm a sophomore seeing this. This man was doing things to break kids' will. See, Nick ain't lying. I heard his interview. He did an interview the other day. Shout out to C. Nick. You know what I respect about C. Nick? He kept it real about who he was. He didn't say he wasn't a kid that thought a certain way and all of this. He kept it live to things he messed up on, didn't understand. But you got adults that's still acting like children and destroying kids' lives for their benefit. Hmm. But he want to talk to me 20 years later? This is deeper than what people think. This is money. This is slavery. This is cats getting money off your kids and smiling in your face and tossing them aside later, if y'all want to know the truth. This is why they don't want Chris McCray to talk, because I keep it all the way a 1,000. I'm not going to play about it. I'm not going to see it say I was the best player in the world and I was better than this guy. This guy's up here telling a story that's straight and lying. Oh, yeah, I was this, this, that, and the third. And you know what? I was that on the team. and you Lying. I'm listening to these interviews. Like, these guys is bugging. <laughs> and everybody that was there saying the same thing, that been in the trenches, playing ball with us, know I'm telling the truth. I'm not running around saying Chris McCoy, I was the best and I was better than everybody. No, I wasn't. I was super nice, but there was times I had my downtime and I'm willing to talk about those. Mm-hmm. All this fronting, they're talking about I really care about kids and you know what it's about. He said out his own mouth, yo, if you practice well, then you play. But what happened when I was getting that Jess? What happened when I was doing good at Seaton Hall? What happened when I was doing all these other things that we can talk about? What happened? I wasn't, that, that ain't what happened. What happened when I killed the first workout? I didn't have a problem. I did not have no problem in that workout with Vaughn Hunter, Jess, Ernest, Greg. I didn't have a problem. I had like 18 easy. This is the type of player I was. But guess what? It starts to chip at you when you don't understand what's happening. And then you go into what's called a, 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 a sub-pseudo depression. You don't know about this. You start to now feel like you're a robot. You know how many guys used came to my first game in St. Ray's just thinking I was about to go crazy because they know how I am and I don't do that. Then they looking at me like, yo, what happened, son? What am I going to tell Nah, it was the coach, man. You know, it was the coach. I'm going to sound like everybody else that say that story. Right. I got to get to it. I'm not going to be complaining. You know what? I'm just going to get right when my time comes. Then it is what it is. Mm. That's how I was raised. That's the type of animals I was raised with. We ain't making no excuses here. And and yo, listen, I I, I appreciate you sharing what you have, right? Because I don't take it lightly what people, you know, what you've gone through and what people like you have gone through. Because like you said, like the stories that we come to hear about all like the highlights, right? Like there's a lot right. of deep stuff that's going on. Man, it's so much all deep over. Stuff. 
Vinny, I'm telling you, it's so much deep stuff that these clown coaches is running around acting like nobody don't know. And then he get on here and start talking, having an interview with y'all, no disrespect to y'all, because y'all don't know nothing. Right. Y'all, yeah. y'all neutral. Right. But he get on there and taking little shots at people, saying little things. That man ain't changed. You can't play me, because I know him. I see him in the darkness. I know how dark it got the tunnel go. I'm that dude. And this is not me saying this like, oh, I'm trying to blow him up. No, this is the real. You want to know what happened? This is what happened. Talk about these folks. How you got a kid that come here, number one in the nation to your school and then mounts to, to go nowhere? Hmm. No, that's not he came number one nation of, as a fluke. The kid was actually nice. And you destroyed him mentally. You destroyed Epps mentally. You destroyed Ira Montgomery mentally. You destroyed Batman mentally. You destroyed Big Dre mentally. You destroyed all these kids I could go on. Terrell Gant mentally. Fred Kabubuzi mentally. Frenchie, everybody talking about Frenchie. That was my man. And I had a problem with Epps at that, yo. You know, Frenchie. Spot was my spot. No, it wasn't. Epson, I love you. That's my brother. I would never try to disrespect my brother, but that's not true. Gary D destroyed Epps. I saw that with my own eyes. Mentally. I told Epps on the phone, yo, Epps, you wasn't the same cat I met when I was in eighth grade going into ninth grade. You weren't the same person. Not basketball-wise. Mentally. He didn't have the confidence to even perform. Yeah, he said it here. He said he yeah. he didn't have the confidence. Tossing in the side, but he talking about, yeah, I grew up without a mother. You know, I was raised in the neighborhood like y'all. You know, I used to have to see my sisters and them. Yeah, that's cool, but that don't, see, that don't validate your experience with black people. I don't like that. Oh, I grew up without a father. So that validates you to say that every kid has father pops? I had a pops. These folks had a pops. See, Nick had a pops, and you didn't like that. That's why I say everybody should kiss their big brothers on the head, give them hugs, because you know why? They was the first one to go out there and have that first crazy experience in the world for you, show you what not to do, or show you what, what, what can occur. My older brother was that. Guys that played above me that was older, like C. Nick, Greg, Ernest, they were that. Vaughn, because I've seen things happening. Even though I didn't understand. So my approach couldn't be the same approach Scenic had. Because I watched him destroy him. Then I see him, his little brother on the team with me my senior year, and then he get the backlash. He wasn't done. He had to get all the Nickersons. Yeah, I wasn't ready, B. And I'm Chris. still not done. And I'm still not done. I know. I know. Chris, Chris. I, I, I'm I, yo, and I'm gonna. I just want to say something because this is the most, this is the realest I've ever felt ever doing this episode in my life, and I'm just, I'm keeping it a hundred million. Um, I, I just, this is, this is, I'm just. I hope I'm speaking to your soul more than I'm speaking to you right now, and I mean this with all my heart and soul. I really hope. I really hope this gives you some, this and the book, because I know you have more to say, but this in the book gives you some sort of peace and closure in terms of your soul. And I mean this, I mean this I appreciate honestly. that, Emilio. And let me, let me explain something to you. 
the peace that I have comes from God. Sure. What you hear from me is passion. I got you. I got you. Passion from an experience that I live that some people walking around joking about and keep smiling about and fronting. I watch cats be destroyed, man. I could cry right now because it's that real. I literally wanted to murder coaches. I'm talking about my moms called me in the middle of the night when I'm about to go do something to somebody out the mm. blue because her spirit is telling me that and telling her that. Ask me, what am I about to go do? First thing that came out of her mouth. My mom's is a praying woman. She said, what are you about to do? And I tried to brush her off. They were trying to destroy me. Kids out here going crazy, man. They told my yeah, you know, you did a college education. Now, nah, I think we should get about 50000 every time we graduated off the money I made. That way we have a better chance if I get injured, at least I could put something in the bank for my kids and raise them correctly. Because mm. ain't no guarantee that y'all going to treat me right. Yep. I'm with that for sure. 100%. Yeah, this just I'm not lying. I've seen these things with my own eyes. Hofstra University had a pot spot called New College. New College was a section that was on main campus that they sent all the athletes to. And when you graduated with a degree from Hofstra University, it didn't say Hofstra University if you went to New College. It said New College. And guess what? That degree was nowhere respected in any state. So therefore, it was like a GD. Wow. And they put every 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 athlete in there, football and basketball, that was majority black and Hispanic kids to go in there. And they change and be in there. Oh, yeah, you know, take pottery, take this, right. take that. Because they had control. Man, let me not even, man, listen. Let me tell you something. This ain't this ain't no anger. This is passion and this is the truth. About a bunch of lies going on. And guys gonna be angry because I said this. So what? They're kissing their kids, making sure their kids go and be graduating. And you know what? My kids is doing great. Yeah, but how many kids you told your kids how many kids you destroyed? Huh? No, you're not telling them that. You're not going to tell them that. Yeah, I was the one that made it out through that darkness that was occurring when you kept trying to put teammates against teammates. Talk the real about what really occurred my junior year, what happened that year. Yeah, I know what happened that year. Everybody else think, oh, McCray didn't perform. So I go from doing all this stuff, freshman, sophomore year, I'm telling you the numbers I'm getting. Yeah, the special favors you had going on or your special favors for people that you liked to make sure they succeed. Let me tell you something. Sophomore year, God is my witness. 
my teammates my witness. You could go ask them if I'm lying. We playing in games. Gary D says to us in the huddle, star five me at the time. Jess, um, Terrell, C Nick or Greg, however it went, even if it was Fred. Let's say I wasn't even starting, but this is a fact of what he said in the huddle. Nobody can shoot until Jess get 30. Love Jess. Not trying to play Jess. I love Jess. Jess is one of the greatest people I ever met. But we want to be truthful here about what matters happened when we was kids. What does that do to your psyche? Yeah, that's tough. How does a kid like Alan Ray go McDonald's All-American, but he got hurt his senior year? How does that happen? Is that skill or is that somebody that just got power and choose who he wants to delegate power and authority to? I was player of the year. I had three MVPs my senior year. I was top 100, in some cases, top this guards in the nation. I was all-star, made the all-star team in ABCD camp. I was top 10 leading scorer in ABCD camp. You mean to tell me I come with McDonald's? We won Vegas. I was on tournament in Vegas. We went to nationals. That whole time, that whole senior year, going into senior year, it was me and Jews repping that city. No disrespect to nobody else. Mm-hmm. Damn. I ain't going to McDonald's. Okay, I ain't going to McDonald's. At least I should have went Magic, right? But he sends me to a Wendy's game. Why do we do that? I got a lot of conversations that can, I can talk about. Besides that, I'm telling you that what they telling people don't believe the hype. This is bigger than what you think. I love the fact that parents is out there and some of my former players or guys I knew is training their kids to go out there and be basketball players, great players, this, this, that, and the third, and working them out. But let me tell you something, man. You sending them into a burning building. And you think that's the case across the board? Across the board. You know how many coaches in the NCAA or coaching arena never played ball? Oh, you talk, you talk, trash. You're talking about completely college. Completely trash. No. High school, mm. college, NBA. It's his favors, man. It says behind every dark cloud is a silver lining. But guess what? Nobody asks what the silver lining is. Mm. The silver lining is the storm, which means it's politics. The behind the door, behind the back deals that's being done before you could get to the light. That's what's happening. Mm. I mean, we, we see it. I mean, we, what we see is, yeah, I'm sure, see small. It nobody, everybody acting like they don't see it. No, I'm saying, like, you, we see some semblance of it nowadays with respect to like, you know, NCAA, uh, you know, the, I mean, book Richardson, for instance, got caught up in some of it. I mean, I know that's kind of like probably just a thin layer of it. Like I said, man, I'm on, I'm on a, I'm on a nigga on that right there because like I said, 
I was in the darkness. Like, it's guys that's getting this now, right? And now is acting like, why is it happening to me? Let me tell you something, man. I'm in a different space in my life right now, completely. Especially the way the world is right now. If you ain't got God as your front focus, you can be destroyed just like the snap of a finger. Because mm-hmm. the first seed is planted in the mind. And then it grows into something that can destroy you. And there's people out here that planted a lot of bad seeds and now they're starting to reap the harvest of that and now they're crying. And I don't wish none of that on none of them. Trust me, I don't. That's not my thing. What I'm saying is is that people have to govern themselves and have governed themselves in a certain manner to the point now that these things are starting to sprout up. Not because of me, not because of you, because what's supposed to be. Because they live in a farce. I didn't ask to come on here. I didn't call y'all. Right? Yep. I said, right. yo, you know, we heard blah, 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 and you want to check it out? I said, all right, cool, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I heard with guys I used to play with had things to say. A lot of stuff I didn't agree with. A lot of stuff that was like, all right, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's about establishing your self-actualization of who you are. Accepting your wrongs, accepting your rights in truth. If we gonna ever have a conversation about anything, and I'm saying not, I'm not even talking about the seed, I'm talking about people in general in life. If we gonna establish what we call um, a a kumbaya, that first starts with yourself, not with me. Because if you can't, if you can't, if you can't forgive yourself, right? Or be real with yourself. Yes, you got to forgive yourself for being a monster or or whatever it is that you did in life. You got to forgive yourself. Don't come to me because I ain't the one that's going to decide where you go after this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yo, Chris, I, I I really I'm I'm upset. I have to cut us off, but if I don't, I might be cut off because my wife is looking at me crazy right now. Um, yo, son, I I appreciate you spending the time and and kind of sharing with us the the yo the real. I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, and I know you said there's plenty more, so. I'm looking forward to um, to when that book does drop, um, and I, I hope uh, hope we get a chance to talk again at some point soon, man. Yeah, God willing, you know. There's more uh, to say. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Um, you know, like I said, it's not. Like I said, I don't want my passion to be confused with like I'm running with something and chasing somebody. I'm not chasing that man. I wish that man whatever he got going on in his life health and true self-actualization and accountability for whatever it is. You get what I'm saying? But that don't start with me. 
Mm. They don't. I think when a person's real about whatever happened, it's blatant. It don't have to be, I don't even have to question what's, whether you changed or whatever. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't, it's, 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 it's self-evident. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I just want to say for my brothers that, that was in combat, I want to say with me, or combat before me, combat uh, 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 after me, that had these experiences, whether I know you or not. Because there's guys out here crying. Grown men with kids, breaking down. Some becoming alcoholics. Because that's all they knew. They didn't have structure. I mean, I know. I, I because, I, oh, yeah, you got two parents and no. Right. right. We dealing with opposition out here. But yeah, I love y'all, man. You know, love you, Chris. So Lord willing, we can have a, you know another one. You know, if it's according to His will. But you know, what I'm saying, I just, I just spoke from the heart. I don't, I don't you know, I'm not scripted. That's perfect. You know what I'm saying, like, I'm not. That's scripted. what this is here about. That's what, you know that's what, what we're here for, man. You know. Um, <sighs> That's just what it is, yo. You know, dribbling downs, everybody tune in. Manny and Melio, two great guys that's doing it out here. They ain't got nothing to do with none of this. They just want to know, and they have a passion for what they're doing, and it's honest. That's 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 what we try to be, for sure, brother. Thank you. Thank yo, you, thank Chris, you so man. much, Chris. Um, yeah, like you, I said, man, we, we look forward to talking to you. I look forward to seeing you at some point. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, just yeah. dap up and say what's up, man. So hopefully we I'm can make that. I'm about to do that, that right now. I'm about to do that right now. Break <laughs> right, no more. Say no more. All right, family. All right. You be safe, bro. Cool, bros. All right. All right. I love you, man. Peace. Straight hot off the press. Yeah, we be the best. Y'all done fucked around and got yourself in the mess. PTB, we got them bars on deck. Niggas pay homage, better show some respect. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribble and Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.